Uh, just just checking in, Grant. Uh, <laughs> I didn't watch the news this last week. Did you keep your clothes on and stay off I five? After after last week's episode, it's too cold. It was, <laughs> it was too, too cold. It was too cold this weekend. <laughs> if you're gonna so, go, that's not how so, you're gonna go. Yeah, I'm not gonna go like that. <laughs> the so, jersey got they delayed. Couldn't have swerved. They, they couldn't have swerved. They would have hit you. There needs to be an audience. There I, needs to be an audience. What I'm saying, no one's on I five. <laughs> if I go out, I go out big. I go out loud. Everyone sees me. So we're waiting until the roads clear up here for that to happen. So tune in next week. If you if you were listening last week to the episode, like at the beginning, especially Grant losing his mind and then me getting to make fun of him. I left um, the room. Yeah, it, it took a little bit to recover. Uh, but today, today we're going to dive into the first week of the playoffs. This is playoffs week, uh, wild card week. Um, and a whole lot happened. We had one real good game this weekend. We're going to get into a whole bunch of coaching it. stuff. There are some heavy opinions about who needs to lose their job and who's going to be coaching where next year. Uh, which I'm sure we'll get into. Shut your, shut your mouth. Uh, and uh, the lead, bro. Shut, shut your stupid mouth. And uh, we're going to get into all of that. Uh, we definitely disagreed on a whole bunch of stuff today. Um, and, uh, I was clearly fighting for my life in that discussion about clearly coaches. Wrong. Um, you jerks, uh, are going to do some, uh, trivia stuff. Uh, we're going to be full tilt for the next little while. Let's get into an hour straight of recapping this last week and talking about the games that were, uh, this is Sportsify. Welcome to Sportsify for January 18th, 2024 with your hosts, Matt Novak and Grant Hawker. And welcome in, everybody. This is the aftermath of Wild Card Weekend. We are celebrating the first week of the playoffs. A massive, massive upset this weekend uh, that we're going to get into in just a moment. Uh, but for the most part, guys, it was a uh, yeah. pretty boring first round. A lot of, a lot of snoozers. Yep. Um, I think we're just in disbelief in one. By the way, I'm Matt Novak. Your host alongside me, as always, is Grant Hawker. What's up? What's up? Uh, joining us on the third mic every week is Jameson DeFore. Hello. And our buddy, Mike Connor, once again, joining us for the whole episode today. Welcome in, buddy. Playoff football. Uh, dude, I, I don't know if the Cowboys, like, just have a clause in the contract. I don't know if like McCarthy tells them it's cool guys we got here you can hang them up I, but what the crap with them in the playoffs it has to do with the Herschel Walker trade it had to be like you're good <laughs> the Herschel Walker and you, you you had you were good for in the 90s and won all the Super Bowls but now you will just Bro. be a laughing stock at the playoffs for the next 30 years I had so many like memories and like past posts come up on Facebook and like uh, you know like uh, memories on Instagram of like Post that I made making fun of the Cowboys for losing the playoffs that came up the last two days because this happens every freaking year. You even had one about the Packers specifically beating specifically, them, which is actually a very common thing. Yes, That's like a very common one. It's so funny though. Like the Packers come out of not out of nowhere, but like they got hot. They went six and two. They beat good teams. Jordan Love freaking figured it out. They started scoring points. He threw 18 touchdowns and two interceptions in his last eight games. Bro went on fire. They came into Dallas where the Cowboys were undefeated this season. 
I mean, most teams did not come close. The Lions, obviously, the closest there at the end of the season. But, like, most teams didn't even come close. They were beating people up. Dak was incredible at home. I mean, electric. And then they get into the wild card round. They are hosting what we thought was the worst team possibly in the NFC other than the Eagles because the Eagles suck. Um, had a lot to do with injuries, had a lot to do with a lot of things. We'll get into that game later. But we thought this was the second worst team in the NFC. And Jordan Love was like, forget that. They Not said, even NFC, but playoffs in general. I, I would put the Steelers there personally because but, the JJ. Or but being, it's still a conversation yeah, about TJ like. Watt, my bad. Yes, still a conversation for sure. Bottom three. That, that was where they were at. But genuinely, I loved it that they came out. The Packers say, we want the ball. And they go out and get seven right away, get a lead. Uh, they're like, forget that. By the way, they only had the opportunity that, for that because of a stupid penalty uh, by the Cowboys on that drive. Had them on third down, and they got a dumb uh, holding call uh, that l- allowed that first drive to continue on uh, for the Packers. And then, uh, you know, just Dak doing Dak things, uh, pick sixes to the one and only Jair Alexander, uh, who is the most quotable uh, NFL player that there is right now. Uh, put a microphone in front of his face all the time. I fully believe in that, says all the shows <laughs> about that man. Uh, and uh, he goes and gets his. They're up 14 to nothing in the first. They don't look back. Cowboys only make it close with garbage time, get it within two scores, but they put up 48 points on the freaking Cowboys in Dallas. Uh, I have so many other thoughts, but genuinely the first one is coach's fault. 100% coach's fault. Didn't come ready for that at all. Didn't look like they could stop uh, a Packers team who the casual NFL fan can't name a single one of their receivers or tight ends. They might not even know who any of their uh, skill players are outside of Jordan Love, and that's just because he took over for a GOAT candidate, um, you know, like genuinely, they may not know really who Aaron Jones is. I mean, I think good fans do, and specifically if you're in fantasy football, you know who he is. But, like, outside of that, they don't know anything about that team. That offensive line is supposed to suck. I don't know, I don't know where we got that notion. Uh, Bakhtari's sitting on the sideline, and they're just pancaking people left and right. Micah Parsons didn't who? look like he played in this game. Micah Parsons, who? Like, Overrated. I, I well, I'm not. I'm not joining that chant, Mike. But uh, like, genuinely, didn't look he like he played. They the took playoffs him out of the game. Year. Parsons disappears in the playoffs every year. I can't, I can't argue with it. Dak disappears in the playoffs every year. Uh, CD Lamb pissed off the entire game. Yeah. Like, not necessarily at Dak, but like uh, frustrated. With the fact that he's not getting open, frustrated that a couple of guys ran uh, mirroring routes on his side of the field. By the way, that happened two times. Uh, one was Gallup and one was Cooks, uh, who is a fantastic veteran receiver. And don't know why that happened, but uh, we're literally running into his territory. I, guys, it was it caught us off off guard so bad. This should not have happened. And here we are. The seven seed advances. They're going to San Francisco this week. Uh, as nine and a half point underdogs after a couple of injuries. Also, the aforementioned Jair Alexander, definitely very questionable. We all saw him go down with the ankle injury in the second half. Um, you know, I know they lost a pass rusher, the Packers did, whose name I cannot pronounce, so I will not try, but all due respect to him, ACL injury, he's gone. Um, and I, so, like, I, after this game, though, I just sat there bewildered, and I'm like, 
Did Mike McCarthy just lose his job? Well, Are they going to blow this team up? Well, that's what I had texted. Like, I was like, there's no way he has a job after this, right? And honestly... Dan Quinn's gone. Like, I mean, is any I, of this team still there? I mean, Dak is. Tony Pollard's not playing for this team next year. He didn't uh, gain enough CD yards Lamb this up season. on his contract now? No, CD's, CD's locked. Yeah, he's got one more. Okay. Yeah, plus, Dak yeah, plus Pollard, get him Pollard did not option. play up to the contract. I mean, no, they, he there's a reason they didn't really, really pay him. Here. They just... Yeah, it, it, he did not play like he was supposed oh, to. I'm, they're going to go draft someone. CD, like no, CD's up for it this year, but they got the option on him because yeah. he's the same year round. as Ayuk. That's right. Yeah. yeah. But, dude, I don't know, man. I, I'm honestly still shocked that he hasn't been fired yet, just knowing Jerry Jones and, like, the, the, the supposed huge disappointment. I mean, dude, even the look on his face, body language in the booth, yeah. like in his little box or whatever, I'm literally still shocked that he has a job right now. I, I, know, I know that, well... One, I think, I think when you're reactionary as an owner, we, and he knows this and we know this, um, if you get too reactionary, it does sway good coaches away. And yeah. he's also been very faithful. I mean, he, that dude Jason let Jason Garrett, Garrett play and be coach yeah. for way too long. Yeah. Um, and he learned his lesson about getting emotional with coaches in the 90s with Jimmy. Um, you know, Which he is did. what really cursed them. Firing yeah. guy after back-to-back Super Bowls, and that's what you get. <laughs> yep. Yep. No kidding. Uh, yeah, you're you're mad about how he's handling the players, and you're like, I could do better, and I don't like this. Uh, hey, buddy, <laughs> slow your roll. Uh, here's 25 years of doom. But uh, <laughs> well, they won the next year after his best because they had the same team as last year. Yeah, he inherited Barry the Switzer exact was same not. Rock. Yeah, <laughs> Barry Switzer was garbage. Yeah, he, in, he inherited a top five all time roster. Yes. in terms of talent. Yes, I'm just saying. <laughs> um, but no, I just. I think that that's why we haven't seen it yet. Plus, you can't hire a coach uh, because you have to go through these protocols this week. Um, you can't really hire anybody until a divisional round, mm-hmm. um, you know, post, because that's when you can interview uh, but I, candidates, uh, coordinators outside, and, out, and yeah, whatnot. that are still playing. Yeah, you can't actually hire them until after the yeah. divisional round. Well, but I, so. I would just think that, like, honestly, though, I think overall the whole thing with the Cowboys, personally, in my opinion, I think more than actually coach. Now, I do think Matt McCarthy is going to get fired. He's not going to be the coach of the Cowboys anymore. But I do think that Jerry Jones, is how involved he has always been in this team, continues to be an issue. Yeah, and, I, and, and you got to wonder if this is finally the thing. And, and, and what could do it, what could change this, is the coach that they hire. Yep. And whom that might be. There's a certain of name. which we've got yep. some, yeah, yeah there's heavy a certain opinions. name yeah, that, again, is in the mix for that in yep. terms of what he wants. Which I'm sure we can get to in a little bit, but, but yeah, dude, I I think I think Jerry Jones needs to like let go of the steering wheel a little bit, and let coaches and their staff and their and a GM do their thing. And and Mike, sure, go ahead, Mike. I was gonna say like, and and we know it's not the players, right? If if you don't have good players, this team doesn't win 12 games, right? Like, like you right. have a decent roster. Back to back years, everyone. Everyone looks at this roster and they're like, back to you know back what? This, years. Yeah, this is this is really good team. Like these are really good players. And you know, I'm not a big huge Dak Prescott fan, but he's he's in the top ten quarterbacks in the league. Like, well, and like an, you don't look- have you don't have it, it, what you look at this team. You're like, what is the problem? And and all you can think of is is there's something wrong with the culture for one, right? And two is they they're they weren't ready. They weren't ready to yeah. play. Just they straight up one third came out and gave up 27 unanswered points. Yeah. yeah. Like right off the bat, they were not ready to play. Yeah. And and that is 100% a 
up and down a coaching problem. Right. Yeah. Right. No, I agree. I mean, yeah, because if you look at, I was actually looking at some of some of the Cowboys statistics. They had a fifty plus point differential. They were top five in passing yards. They were top ten in, in offensive scoring and defensive scoring. Top fifteen in defensive. I think in yards allowed on defense. Top ten in and I think points allowed. Or no, it might have been top fifteen in points allowed. Like all those things. I was looking at like um some things talking about like the 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 trends of teams that win Super Bowls. Yeah, they have I was just saying they have all the Super Bowl metrics. They have all, all Super Bowl, like all of them. They were in all those metrics that you need, like, you know, the last, you know, 30, 30 teams have this stat and this stat and this stat that won a Super Bowl. They had all of them. So there's no excuse. Hundred yep. percent coaching. And and really, like, I, I think, and I've said this many times when in regards to the Cowboys. Uh, so this is an old, old comment, but same discussion. The The problem for me has always been that they've always got the guy, but they don't have the guys. So like their depth is yeah. always an issue because they sign players to such massive contracts early. Dak included, Parsons included, like you Elliot. Go, yep. Elliot back in the day. I mean, not even that far back in the day. Sure. Well, I mean, yeah, they you, paid you for that paid, for a few years. You paid a yeah, running they, back when no one was paying running backs. Like two you, years early. You paid you paid offensive linemen, uh, you know, uh, benchmark contracts twice in a row in a, both a both left and right tackle. You paid them a benchmark contracts. So like you when you do those things, you are eliminating your depth because you can't go sign veterans from other teams. No. You have to draft, and you have to continue to draft, and then you have a young team that is not experienced when it comes late in the season uh, to get things done. And these guys look like that team. They look like they have a stud here and a stud there, and they have one over here and they have one over there. But like, they did not have a solidified ground game uh, because I truthfully believe that uh, they did not have the interior line to deal with um, what's going to come at them in the playoffs. They can deal with that against the freaking Giants. The Redskins, mm-hmm. they can here. go deal. Yeah, they That's can go handle right that. Um, you know, when they play a dilapidated Eagles team uh, that's struggling with injuries, sure, you can run them over. You can freaking run over these eight and eight, these uh, 500-ish teams and, and worse. Um, but even at that, like, look at Pollard's numbers for the year. Dude's not even top 10 in rushing. Um, and this is a team that does, needs to uh, be able to run the ball to open it up for a quarterback who likes to air it out but needs time. So I, I just look at like that, that issue of them not strengthening units um, and, uh, and overpaying at positions. And I think it's continually caused problems, which is the GM issue. And, uh, and that'll strengthen our conversation in a little bit about coaches. But this, I totally agree, Grant. McCarthy's not here. Dan Quinn's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, McCarthy did this to himself. I do wonder, I do wonder how much, um, since you said Dan Quinn, I wonder how much, his stock has potentially plummeted with what just happened. I know that he's been tied to my team, and I text him like, "Well, I don't want him near near Seattle with what he did." I will say, you guys, like, like taking into perspective, Green Bay played. Uh, Green Bay had short field on three possessions, sure. and no, also I, gave. Uh, I get got it, but they were a top five touchdown. defense all year. Yes, like, which should give you like, which should we, make you be like, okay, which you know, does speak and, to his coaching ability and sure, his okay, resume yes. in Atlanta. Yeah. And what he did for your team previously when he was your defensive coordinator. I, I, I think Dan Quinn's a good get. Dan Quinn's and a good get. I, I, but, I, I do. Yeah. I just don't know if I personally In the want Seahawks that, culture, can, I think it would be a better look than yeah. in the Dallas culture. Just sure. period. Yeah, sure. I, I totally agree. Totally agree. I will say this is a team that had to play a guy off the street as well um, in the secondary. 
Like, let's remember, you know, Diggs, <laughs> Diggs being gone. Did it, it was a domino effect into that secondary. They they did uh, sign somebody prior to the playoffs who saw who saw time against receivers this last week. So like, there is a little bit of that uh, that you got to throw into the equation. But but again, the you know, literally the Packers had uh, had the ball in from their forty or closer to the end zone three times in this game when they yeah. scored touchdowns and also they had a defensive touchdown as well. So like I do kind of look at that and go, Hey, they gave up some points and don't get me wrong. The Musgrave touchdown as I texted you guys is the epitome of this game. They did not come ready. The Cowboys did not to yeah. stop this offense. I mean, the fact that literally no one was on that side of the field, that was the worst thrown ball of the entire game uh, by anybody. Okay. And that's, that's coming from Dak throwing three interceptions still. Like, that was the worst thrown ball of the game was Jordan Love underthrowing Musgrave, and he scores on a long touchdown. So it was bad coaching. It was a lot of short field. So I'm just defending Dan Quinn there a little bit. Um, dude really got put up against it um, and was down early. I mean, you have to blitz. Like, you have to. But yeah. and we, know, we know what we're dealing with then. We got a guy coming off the street in the secondary that's playing on your defense. You got a blitz, but Jordan Love's playing confident as crap and feels like he can just throw the ball wherever he wants, and he did. What um, a clinic, dude! He he hit what seriously. eight different pass catchers. Yep, like, like just distributed we, the ball. There was no stuff. Christian Watson caught one ball in this game. That's his primary receiver. Like yep. he just absolutely ate him alive. C.J. Stroud and jo- and I almost said Julian Love. Jordan Love literally had almost identical stats. And, completion completion percentage about seventy seven percent. Passer rating, I think, was the same. I think one of them had, you know, a couple more yards, but it was literally like within 10, same amount of touchdowns. Like, these rookies mm-hmm. are showing up, and, dude. And on top of that, Aaron Jones has another career game against Cowboys, third game against them, and has absolutely decimated that team. Bro was running for eight and a half a touch. Yeah. Like, that's just ridiculous. So there was just nothing they could do. I, I loved watching the Packers do that. I'm going to love watching the Packers uh, play against the 49ers this week. Very excited for that game. Uh, and we'll, we'll get into a little bit of preview of the week when we get into pick them. But I want to go to the other game of the week, which we called out was like, we were so excited. This is the one. And rooting for. We wanted it to happen for the last couple of weeks. After, after Mike and Jameson pointed out on the episode that it could happen, I was so excited. It does happen. <laughs> Matthew Stafford returns mm-hmm. to Detroit. Um, Detroit comes ready for this game, obviously. Um, and dude, Detroit put on a show. I, as a city, like put on a show for the for this playoff game. Uh, they did not welcome Matthew Stafford back no. with open arms, uh, which was pretty funny. Uh, but that is a lot of the Midwest sports towns. We're being honest. We saw I think if anybody us, was thinking like they knew they weren't gonna like cheer for him. At yeah. least in this game, they have a regular season right. game next year. They'll, yeah, they'll. That's when they'll play the video. They'll, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, this is I, a Detroit playoff game. I, they, I did love first no time in thirty years. Year. I did love uh, a couple of. I saw one one sportscaster raise his hand uh, at halftime and go, "Did did no one remember in Detroit that they traded him?" Like. <laughs> They traded that guy. You don't boo the guy after you traded him. Like you can't get mad. He didn't sign with them. He's well, like, you got. He rid didn't of ask him. for it. I mean, you got rid of him. He got. He asked for it after enduring what he endured. Yeah. Yes. He's like, guys, if we're not going to put a team around me, please let's go. Get me out of here. Like, yeah. do something. Hundred percent. 
And but, but still, that's but that, that trade them. That's the optics, though, of what yeah. it looks like to some fans. But no. it was a fantastic game. Yeah. Lions so go good. up early. Rams crawl back into it. Did match up pretty well, I would say, at times in the second quarter in particular. But it looked like the Lions were going to take off. Yeah. Um, they, they score early. They get stops early. Uh, Rams offense was not necessarily flowing there. Had to settle for a field goal when they should have scored a touchdown, which ended up being the difference in this game. Uh, what was that first mm-hmm. end goal from the four? Am I right on that, Jameson? Uh, yeah, it was that first drive when we had to settle, and it was I was like classic Sean McVay wanting to not run the ball in the red zone, always wants to throw with Kyron Williams. Yeah. He's awesome. Yeah, but I mean, at, at the end of the day, I was like, okay, this is gonna be it's gonna be good because we it was just everybody scoring all the time for basically most of the first half, touchdown, field goal, whatever, um, and then second half kind of changed how that game was played a lot of defense being played a lot of defense. I, th- I think uh raheem morris did a really good job uh we held them to i think three points in the second half which was huge for us obviously yeah. they they kind of deed up as well and a lot of our guys were getting hurt um which you can only last for so long and, and those freaking higby that. i was gonna yeah. say has anybody seen anything on higby that looked oh, nasty. Yeah, i mean i'm pretty sure it was like he's yeah towards acl and bro call it a career stuff. That I mean, guy. how many ACLs well, he, walk, is this he walked off, which was insane to me. We, yeah, we. How we, many has? How many is this, Jameson? This dude's broken his legs like so many times. <laughs> uh, I don't know if he's had like a full-on ACL repair, but he's oh, had like swear. he's had, had at least two stuff. I mean, they just signed him this year to an extension. Uh, yeah. and getting hurt like that this time of year is the worst because now it's like okay, you're well, not we're ready for like November. Yeah. hopefully to like come back and actually start playing. Um, well, hopefully it's ACL but, only, not MCL included. Yeah. That, that's much better forecast for him starting yeah. out the year. I'm not, it could be worse than that. I'm not entirely sure. But, I mean, not that it's always great news when somebody walks off because we've seen a lot of people walk off a lot of things. And I mean, Carson Wentz did it with the with torn ACL, MCL. <laughs> yeah, she's yeah. did it in the play. Scored the manliest touchdown of all time, by the way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So but as like, of this morning, uh, Tyler Higby has a torn ACL. Okay. Yeah. Not MCL included. They're not. They're not stating that. Yep, confirmed by MRI. Torn ACL. Okay. okay. Well, so ACL included. Eight could, to nine months could be worse. And you know, this is all next season stuff at that point. But uh, I mean, Puka was getting banged up. Stafford obviously got rocked, and I'm still not. I couldn't sure believe how he came back. Yeah. I didn't think he was going. I knew I, he yeah. was. I knew he would, but I wasn't sure if they would actually allow that to be Let cleared him. after seeing, like, in the camera, like you can see his eyes roll back a little bit. There's like yep. a little fencing, but. Um, that's when I was like, no, this is how this one's going to end. And then they let him play. I was like, well, you know, it's Stafford in Detroit. Like what's, what's new here? <laughs> yeah. Um, good luck. Guys him off the field. Up. Kyron, I'm, I'm positive broke his hand, uh, his left yeah. hand. Cause he came back out with it all, you know, cast <laughs> it up and obviously yeah. didn't go back in the game, uh, which was also crucial for us because he was cooking before he went out with that hand injury on that drive. I was like, feed Kyron. Let's go. Let's get down there. Um, I think that's also where we ultimately had to settle for a field goal. Finish with uh, 75 rushing. Yeah. And it, we didn't use him a whole lot until kind of in that second half. Right. And then he, he started kind of cooking a little bit there. Uh, so to have him go out was tough. Um, but realistically, I was very excited with that game. Nonetheless, obviously it's frustrating to still lose um, in that situation, but it wasn't a loss where, the Rams went out and they looked flat. Like Stafford was absolutely dealing, um, which was Puka just fun to watch. Nakua. Puka, my guy. I mean, like, 
182. What else, what else did you be? want? Yeah, like a rookie receiving record in a playoff game. He he yeah. put me in the money on uh on my weekend uh, uh fantasy. There you go. There you go. Yeah. And so like truly, and he was nine targets, nine receptions for that 182 or whatever it ended up being. Yep. Until that fourth down play, which I'm not even like too concerned about. Oh, is that a call? Is that a no call? Like a lot of times it's going to be a no call in the playoffs to me. I'm not like losing any sleep over it. Um, but that was the one incompletion to Puka Nakua all game uh, was on that fourth down attempt there. Oof. Um, yeah. So, but still really excited with how that game went. I'm even more excited going forward for this Rams team because again, ex- expectations were basically through the floor this season. It was, Hey, you paid for your Super Bowl and congrats. Now you got to rebuild, but you retool with two guys who were listed as second team, all pro this season as rookies and Puka and Kyron Williams. Stafford comes back, plays most of the whole season and looks really good doing it. Um, and a full off season of Cooper cup recovering. And now we have draft picks and money. Um, I do think there is an element of this game where, yeah, the special teams didn't actually make a mistake, but I think with how bad our special teams had been, it really affected how we played the end of that game there where we try to punt it away with four minutes left, one timeout and say, Hey, Jared Goff, make a play instead of trying to yep. kick a long field goal. Um, yep. I think if you have trust in the kicking game, yep. we go up by two there. I just think yep. that that's what yep. happens. I didn't um, know that percentage on his uh, kicks over 50. Yeah. <laughs> that was yeah, good. 42, that was good. 40, so 42%. Oof. Yeah. And you know, a, a lot of that also, I honestly, like my biggest takeaway is yeah, sure. We can retool the special teams because that clearly affected how we played that game and we have to make some improvements on defense. Um, but if my, Biggest concern coming out of that game is, hey, like Sean, you have to pick and choose your timeouts a little bit better. Like I'm, I, I feel pretty good in Sean McVay making adjustments to make himself a better coach when he's already an excellent coach. So yeah. to kind of punch up with the Lions this season, given the expectations of both of those teams, and also with the game being in Detroit and uh, absolutely just insane atmosphere. Like it was so fun to yeah. watch. It was um, awesome. To, to even be in that game to lose by one point, like, I feel really, really good. And obviously, like, it's the Lions we've talked about all season yep. and even last season. Basically, once Dan Campbell took over is, hey, this is a really fun team to watch. And now for them to be this on fire, this talented. And obviously, you know, I get to watch my boy Goff, which is always going to be fun. So I get to root for him the rest of the way here. Um, I, I'm really excited for them and I'm really excited to watch them go. Um, but there still is going to be a part of me now where... Yeah, sure. I, I feel fine losing that game. There was no expectation with how everything else unfolded for the Rams to potentially be playing the Buccaneers. If we would have you know been able mm-hmm. to finish that game mm-hmm. in the second round of the playoffs. Feel pretty good about I, that. I feel I either one of those two teams, it would have been like, sign me up, dude. Give me yep. the Eagles. Yep. Give me the Bucks. Like yep. that's OK. Things are working out. Um, and, you know, I admittedly would not have felt too great about playing you know, probably the 49ers um, in the NFC championship game again, but it still would have just been an insane, like how did we even get to the NFC championship game? Right. The path was there, but we just couldn't finish the job on our side, but still I could say so much more. um, But at at the end of the day, I feel really good. And it was like the perfect football game for, for, you know, the trade. And I think it also kind of puts a stamp on like, this is probably one of the best, like mutually beneficial trades that we've seen in a long time, 
Uh, and, you know, yeah, if, if the Lions go that. on and they do it, then I think it's just all time, like the best trade for each well, team. Both well, teams get what I, they want. Yeah. You win a Super Bowl. Both quarterbacks go and do their thing and kind of rebuild their career. And in, in the second yeah. half, I would say that this is this is like there is one other quarterback trade that comes to mind. Um, you know, because one of those guys, well, they they end, both ended up winning a Super Bowl. Um, you know, that comes to mind that happened uh, a long time ago invo- involving Eli Manning. Um, but I would say that these are the two most mutually benefiting trades mm-hmm. that I could think of uh, when you're talking championships and overall perspective. Um, you know, the the Rams obviously going and getting theirs. Lions fighting for one right now. But uh, but yeah, well, I agree with that. I totally agree. And, and it's it was awesome to watch end to end of this one. I would say was your cap encapsulating the season here. It was very clear where the Rams need to go and spend some draft picks. And, and I don't want to, like, give away too much of what we're going to talk about in the offseason. But mm-hmm. uh, you are going to be drafting a tight end in the fourth or fifth round. Uh, that is going to happen. Uh, and <clears throat> you need to go spend a draft pick uh, or two on uh, the defensive <laughs> secondary and linebacker positions. Mm-hmm. I would I would imagine you're going to put one of, one of each. Uh, still need to solidify some key components of the secondary. Clearly, the linebacker position has been the weakest one, and you knew that was going to happen after Bobby left. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, on on that defense, and then still, and I think you're you guys are going to be able to push though for um, all this uh, all the stuff that you you really want. This is going to be a want thing in the draft, not necessarily needs. Like we need a linebacker, we need somebody in the secondary. Also, never hurts to have another edge rusher. Uh, and we can go get a guy. Um, not that we had a bad defensive line, but we need to go get a guy. That that yep. makes sense too. And, and, and you have we, all those options, and we have money. And yep, it's you got money Los, now, and it's Los Angeles, and yep. it's playing for Sean McVay. Like there are so many other things organizationally. And by the way, like less need our GM still still absolutely cooks. So like yep. I like everything else around this team makes me feel a lot better about where we're at moving forward. <laughs> Um, and I like, honestly, uh, and this isn't just my bias. Like I've heard basically every sports show I was listening to is kind of saying the same thing. Like the Rams are the one team right now where it's like of the teams eliminated in the wild card round. You kind of just wish they were still there to like, watch them play yep. whoever's I next don't. in that I next mean, round. I, no. I know. Well, I know how Grant some, feels. Some of us like but... to watch winning good football. Um, yeah, that's fine. some of us, some of us, you know, you know. But, but not all of us. And that's but you fine. guys only have three contracts on the books that are big. Obviously, mm-hmm. one mega one. But you got three contracts on, uh, that are a big deal. Uh, I, I'm not qualifying uh, Higby's as one of them. Uh, you know, Aaron Donald, Cooper Cup, Matthew Stafford. You got a. You got young studs at key positions uh, and a lot to build off of. And it's a team that's pretty deep. So figure out some things on special teams. Might might need to go hunting a kicker. Uh, just throwing it out there. Yeah. Uh, if, we're, if there's ever a time to draft a kicker, like I sign hey, me up. <laughs> yeah, but you're in a great position. All the all the key things are there. Your offense doesn't need to get a ton better. That's a top five uh, offensive line in the NFL this year statistically. Yeah. So like they Which don't really need surprise to go, me. Yeah, you don't got to go spend a bunch of money to keep that unit together either. So I uh, I think it's just it's a healthy spot and one good team beat another good team this weekend. That's what it is. We yeah. got to get into some other ones. Uh, massive, massive week this last week after we get off the air, literally the two goats of coaching, like retire, resign in the next day after we record, which sucks. And Pete Carroll himself, which we thought 
uh, was mutually walking away from a position at the time it was announced, clearly uh, got pushed out by quote-unquote non-football people. As If you listen to this show, you got to hear Grant talk about last week, uh, you know, to kick us off. Um, and I just, I want to include, since, uh, since we don't normally talk about how we might cut up our show, we recorded the entire episode. <laughs> we found out about Pete Carroll later. And I had no it was idea. The next day. Yeah, I, yeah, I had no idea when I made fun of the Seahawks at the opener of the show <laughs> uh, just to piss off Grant. I had no clue that Pete Carroll was getting let yeah. go. And then so all of all of the reactions that you hear, it was hilarious to listen to yeah. after the fact of Grant getting upset about what happened when uh, rightfully. Um, and then me making fun of him. That was a perfect thing that happened for our show. But we did not get to talk about any of those three coaching no. uh, massive changes. Nick Saban, uh, how many has he got? Six? Four? I don't know. Five? Somewhere in Championships or like, like coach Championships. I mean, it's a bunch of those too. Um, you know, the greatest college coach. Alabama, he like had more first round picks. I think I may have sent that to you guys. Yeah. He had more first round NFL draft picks than losses. Yes. Yeah, like well, yeah. like 34 first round picks and like 30 losses. I don't even I think, think it was, was like 30. 44 and something. I think it was 44 and like 20 something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and like by a, the way, like that's just when losses. he was at Alabama. Yeah. Just Alabama. Just Alabama. Because uh, he had a few good years of that LSU. Yes, he did. Um, But like those guys all stepped down. I, I, I want to stay in the NFL as much as possible. But, you know, uh, thank you uh, for making us hate the SEC so much, Nick Saban, and mm-hmm. particularly Alabama football. Uh, while we absolutely hate the team that you coached and your entire conference, and we wish that you lo- win zero games ever again, yeah, uh, we do respect the living crap out of a legend who is phenomenal at player development, recruiting, and putting on a heck of a show. Um, so all the respect in the world to the guy, and uh, wish him the best. I know he's going to be an analyst. Is where where everything's trending for him. So oh, I'm, I'm sure we haven't gonna, seen I'm the sure last of that gonna, guy at all. I'm sure we're going to be seeing that in the next like. That doesn't cook in on the sidelines for who knows how long. And 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 I hilarious by the way. I that came up, and then this next week or the like the next day after that happens, I start seeing and 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 I just had uh, had the text message conversation with you guys. An ad come up for an old um, doc that was from 2019 of Belichick and Saban. Yeah, the art of coaching. Yeah, that I thing. What so I I remember seeing it with like an ad for when it came out. I didn't end up watching it, but then this last week I went and watched it. Totally got reminded that Belichick definitely hired Nick Saban mm-hmm. to work for him at the Browns. Yep. Didn't even think about that because uh, people want to make fun of the Belichick coaching tree. You kind of can't <laughs> like that one guy kind of justifies any other coaching tree guy that he had. Yeah, uh, kind of outshines any of that issue. I mean, Saban outweighs all the others, but totally forgot about that. And it's just the two of them talking shop basically, you know, for a little over an hour. Fantastic, uh, just to go watch. By the way, if you've never seen that, I believe that is on. Is either Max or Hulu, um, one of the two. But went and watched that this last week. Um, I want to get to Belichick because that's a little more relevant to our discussion and Pete Carroll uh, as well. And so I'm I'm going to put that to the back burner for just a moment uh, because I do want to hit on the other games really fast. I want to talk about the absolute destruction and chaos that one C.J. Stroud brought to the NFL playoffs in beating the living piss out of the number one or two defense, depending on how you look at it, of the, the Cleveland Texans Browns. Were literally break dancing on oh them. Oh my break dancing on them. Like C.J. Stroud 
is my 23rd favorite player in the NFL because I like 49ers <laughs> so much. But like, uh, and actually I have to throw him behind a, I was gonna say, but wait, wait, a kicker wait. and a punter too. So I was gonna uh, say, 25. Even some, <laughs> even some of your like second, your second stream guys. You, I'm going to be honest. I like him more than Juwan Jennings. I do. I love him. I, I love wow, Juwan that's Jennings. That's saying a lot. That's saying a lot, I, Matt. Bro, I yeah. love CJ Stroud. I love everything that he has been about on a football yeah. field in the NFL. I hated his guts in college because I hate the Ohio State because they call themselves the Ohio State, but like genuinely loved watching him in the NFL, love seeing Demeco Ryans and him have a great time, a, like an absolute great time in that game. Um, CJ sucks at missing the people he wants to throw the ball to. Like he's really bad at missing open wide receivers really, or throwing guys open. He's really, horrible at it. This is a really weird. Yeah, I know. I didn't, I, I want to pay a compliment and also just a double negative whenever I can, but like genuinely yeah. fantastic job by him. Uh, Joe Flacco had the opposite experience. Uh, the old man uh, sat himself down on the couch. <laughs> they looked like in that game, mm -hmm. uh, two pick sixes back to Texans back defense. Like, yeah, right. One right after the other. That was, that was like the heart of that entire game was like right there. You're just right like, oh. I thought they were showing a replay. <laughs> and I was like, wait, that was a different number. Uh, like I looked away for a little bit. I was kind of doing some stuff at the house and I was like, what just happened? Um, but you guys freaking CJ Stroud. Awesome. It's a lock for offensive rookie of the year. Yeah. It's, I, I know it's a regular season thing, but there's uh, no way you can't like, they, there's that. no way it doesn't make it into the thought process because they yeah. they're, they haven't voted yet. Well, the no, funny yeah, thing is, Nakua they, just broke yeah. another record. He just puts I up know. 182 I yards know. on nine catches can in they, the, the can first they round co? of the playoffs. Can they co? No, but here's the thing. If, if yeah, maybe I don't know if they've ever done. No, that. I, I would I, love that. They would have done it. They they would have done that when Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott were both rookies, and that was the whole thing. Where I think I think Dak Prescott ended up winning it, but like I think like that. If it was going to happen then, it would have happened then. So I don't think it's going to happen, unfortunately. It will. As much as I would love it. It won't. And like I said, I think Stroud probably got it winning that Week 18 game. Um, yeah. A win and in kind of situation and just was still fortunate. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. He's, he's a special football player. Him, him, like, him and Jordan Love are so fun to watch right now um, for all the right reasons. And I, I do think Stroud is even a step ahead in that. Uh, obviously, Jordan Love has a few years behind Aaron Rodgers, and you can't even see it in his play. But for for Stroud to just come in and just sling it like he did, like and, and like you, well, Matt, I, I wasn't huge on him in college, and I think part of that is like, give me a reason to be huge on an Ohio State guy going into the league as a quarterback. I'll believe it when I see yeah, it's it. It's like never you know? happened. Yeah. Um, but man, like, <laughs> I am probably the most impressed uh, of any player um, when I watch C.J. Stroud this season like I, I there hasn't been a guy that i've watched him like wow i and and, and, I, and i've been watching puka all year and so yeah. that that i think that goes into it if you're a voter as well like i watched cj stroud and i'm just like dude you're making all of the throws that i would expect patrick mahomes to make but you're just doing it at a high level right now his, his I, I was i was I, blown I, away i was blown away by that guy today his off-platform throws like i saw him throw the ball like 40 yards down the field and he was in the air and it didn't even look like he even had to torque his body for it. It was just all arm strength. And it was like on a dime and it was perfect. And I was like, that's a scary dude. And I, and I will say this. I, I do remember during our um, draft prep and, and during our draft podcast, we had him 
like we were all like, we know that he's not going to go number one, but I'm pretty sure all of us had agreed that he's probably the best quarterback in this last yep. draft class. Well, and, what the thing that we had said was that what, you know, comparing the two of them was that we know that CJ Stroud's ceiling is higher. Yeah. yeah. That was always the agreement. Maybe yeah. his floors, but now we've realized his floor and his ceiling are also higher. Yeah. And, and, and I'm so, not going to so, like, I'm not writing off Bryce Young, but. So, so none of us are surprised that he's like good. I think we're yeah. all surprised that he's this good. Yeah. Like, well, like he's, this is he's exactly what what we thought Trevor Lawrence was supposed to be, like oh, with all with all. That's the piece a good. Of, that's with, a good. Oof, that's a good yeah. take. I mean, he with, with piece of love here, like he just doesn't like, turn the ball over. Yeah, like with the, the thing Never. with the thing with Trevor Lawrence, he's the next Andrew Luck. He's the next. Um. Oh, what's what's his name? The dude in the Broncos. He's been blanking. John Elway, like 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 they're like he's just the, like this generational guy in college, all this kind of stuff. Number one pick from high school. All that kind of stuff. And if you were to honestly and unbiasedly look at what Trevor Lawrence has done compared to what he was supposed to do, it has been extremely underwhelming. If you look at yeah. his statistics, his, all, all those things. And I know there was some turmoil with Urban Meyer, yeah, yeah, yada, yada, yada. But what CJ Stroud is doing is what we expected Trevor Lawrence to do. And CJ Stroud is nope. doing it. And, and what incredible. Trevor Lawrence should have done this year, and he did. Yes, absolutely. And, and, and especially. Speaking of the fact that, yeah, they're in the playoffs and they're not and they're in the same division. I'm going to slam the injury button hard there. Come on. Yeah. I'm going to slam I, it. We, no. we talked about it three times. Okay, they should have rested oh, no, it no, no, and they'd I, still be here. Sure. Yeah. I, Stroud yes, missed but, two games. Yeah, I, I understand. But and they had a, they Trevor, had Trevor Lawrence, Lawrence didn't when he should have. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, he should have missed a couple games. Now, no, I, I, I don't want to. That should have been an organizational decision, not his. I'm taking that out of it. Okay. If you look at this is before the Trevor Lawrence injury and CJ Stroud, you would take CJ Stroud's season. I still, yeah, I, I would yeah. still agree. I, I don't want to fade Trevor Lawrence. Like, I still think he's going to have, uh, I think next year but it, is like, but the he's going to put it together and you have the to. The expectations. I mean, Trevor Lawrence has not lived up to the expectations, and that is fair to say. Yeah. I Right. Right. Like, expectations. That's where we're going here, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, uh, Jameson, like, it's, we thought, and I grant, I think it's a, oh, it's a great analogy. We thought that's what he would do and be able to do. Um, I just think that the Texans, like have done such a great job putting talent around this kid, like and where the Jaguars did not draft it, they signed it, and that's harder, I think, often to bring a culture uh, sure, around a guy. Sure. No, these I, are all young, crazy good offensive weapons. Sure, but uh, but but also we see that what CJ Shred has done is also elevate his teammates yeah, all the time. Like like I like overall, I I would I at this point, I mean, I think that that. Uh, the Jaguars have more a more talented wide receiver room in Christian Kirk and Calvin Ridley in terms of like the overall talent. But what CJ Stroud is able to do with his players and making these guys like Tank Dell, Nico yeah. Collins, like making these guys like he has a hundred percent made these guys known. Yeah, hundred well, percent. So he identifies routes and puts guys in situations. So one of the things that he does did with Tank Dell regularly, he runs inside out better. Okay, so they like they figured out he's great over the shoulder. He's great elongating himself towards the sideline. Uh, he has great foot control. So the, that's a lot of the stuff that he was throwing to Tank Dell. Nico Collins, uh, if there's a one-on-one, he doesn't care. He's just hoping he gets <laughs> enough time to throw the ball up. If you saw, by the way, the one that Nico didn't get that should have been caught um, on that bullet shot that he threw down the field, uh, I think the air was 73 yards um, that uh, CJ threw and Nico didn't get to it. One of the very few incompletions of the day. Nico took a a break, like a half step break. I'm um, thinking that because he was a second option on the play, 
that he wasn't going to get the ball. So you kind of see him slow up as he approaches the safety. The safety takes the playoff. And as soon as CJ saw the safety let up just a little bit, he pulled trigger and Nico went, oh, crap, and tried to catch up to it. That was one of the few incompletions of the day. But like he does what a great point guard does as a quarterback. He knows the strength of his players to credit Grant's uh, point there. And it really does what they do best. Like he puts them in that position to succeed. I want to hit this stat before I forget. The team scored 45 points. Uh, obviously, 31 of those came from the offense. The Texans had 14 first downs total. 10 of them were passing. Stroud only had 17 completions. If you didn't catch what the math on that, I'll say that again. The Texans only had 14 First downs total. Ten of them were passing. Stroud had 17 completions in the game, meaning <laughs> that only seven of his passes were not first downs. Uh, by the way, three of those seven passes were touchdowns. So only four of his passes in the game were, that were completed were not a first down or a touchdown. That's, That's a scary how stat. good yeah. he did. And still to, to highlight this, we we did before too. His his pocket presence is just tremendous, and yeah. I think that's awesome. a big reason why he can reset and make those throws, and also doesn't turn the ball over. Bingo. A la a Trevor Lawrence who has the fumble problem because he's always getting yep. stripped from behind. Holds the ball low. Holds yep. the ball low. I, I and, will I will push back doesn't... on Trevor Lawrence just a little bit. Thing you know Grant's hot take there um, that I kind of agreed Good with, take. but it, I would say take, go, right? let's look at these numbers, okay? Wait, so wait, hold on, hold on, time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. I just agreed with something Grant said. He he just said, Grant, that's a good take. This yeah, is he just two times. Than Trevor Lawrence? Yeah. Two times. Well, that's I was, podcast I would, history. I would say he's better. I just don't want to fade Trevor Lawrence too hard. No, I'm not even fading yeah, him. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not even talking about We're, we're talking about perceived expectations. Yes. And he's saying, yeah. Anyway, they're both top three picks, right, in the draft. I get that. Top two picks. But last year, Trevor Lawrence, uninjured. 4,100 yards passing, 25 touchdowns, 8 interceptions. C.J. Stroud this year, 4,100 yards, 23 touchdowns, 5 interceptions. They're almost identical stats. So they're they're playing as basically the same player. Now Stroud missed two games. But, and 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 to defend it, yeah, Lawrence was injured for a chunk of this season and probably should have been playing for at least yep. three games. Yeah. So, well, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm taking and, other things I, into account, too. But I am like, agreeing with you, Grant. Oh my gosh! I'm taking Stroud over Lawrence right now, for sure. Just based on yeah. what this rookie has come out and done, and what and 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 yeah. we've seen Trevor Lawrence kind of weep and kind of get small in some of these big games, and Stroud just seems to just be all like, "I'm out here. I'm I mean, I'm playing." There probably are five the guys you... I would take over Stroud. Was what yeah. would you say? I said I don't think there's five guys that I would be able to take over Stroud. I mean, right it's now. the guy in the, the Chiefs, maybe the Ravens. Uh, maybe the Ravens. Maybe. May, I mean, it depends on what kind of offense you want to run. Yeah, Buff- yeah. yeah. I mean, he's going to be a two time. I'm not taking so the guy in Buffalo. Like, come on. The, but, the guy in Buffalo turns the ball over way too freaking I, much. I agree. Way like, I, yeah. I would take CJ Stroud over Josh Allen. That, no, that yeah, might I, sound yeah. like a hot take, but I truly believe no, that. No, it's not. It, it's not, though, because the primary the primary job of the quarterback is to facilitate the position uh, to put a team in, in a position to score. And this dude flat out doesn't hand the ball to the other team freaking ever. Well, and I think and that's the thing. our brains have kind of been broken. I, I think with how we view the quarterback position where it's been about if you're not Patrick Mahomes, you're bad. Like 100%. <laughs> like, like if you're not Aaron Rodgers and you can sling the ball 70 yards on your back foot, 
and you can, you know, make all these crazy plays and like, you're yeah. not good. And right. by the way, he I can go, do that. What's that? I said, he can do that. I just saw him this weekend. I mean, yeah, like, so, yeah, he has crazy It's like, for one, like, every, like it's always like, you got to do this. You got to be this mobile and all this kind of stuff. And what CJ Shroud is doing is saying, no, 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 you can be successful by playing the game. Not like a Patrick Mahomes or, you know, yeah. players like a Josh Allen yeah. type. You don't like you don't that. have to make all these plays with your feet. You can just have good pocket presence. Yes. Um, you know, and and read what's happening with the defensive line, throw the ball away yeah. and live to play another he's down. Like That's a, clearly like a, a philosophy they live a by. Tom Brady pocket presence with an Aaron Rodgers arm. Oh my gosh. Good. I don't like I I mean which is obviously <laughs> okay. That's that's okay. cherry picking like two goat guys, but you know what I'm saying. Like if yeah. you the strength of Tom Brady was he could do that yeah. in the pocket, but he wasn't throwing yeah. bombs, you know, except for no. maybe a couple wasn't years throwing, with Randy Moss. But I he mean, wasn't 75 throwing, yards down the field plus 12 yards distance, to his air, left. Air oh distance. my gosh, that, which, yeah. that's just not a Tom Brady play, and that's not a diss on Tom Brady. Yeah. But you know, Aaron Rodgers can flick that thing down there like it's nothing. It's like this guy Tom, does both of those things, and he's. A rookie. It's Tom just absurd. broke your coverage down like nobody in the history of the game and made you hate your life. I mean, genuinely. You didn't know if he was throwing 30 yards field. Yeah, you didn't know he was throwing 30 yards down the field, which he could, and put it right in the basket. Or Still probably could today. If he was going to splice it 15 yards. I mean, they, they were so good at creating layers for him. and Or just dink and dunk, and somebody with the last name Falk just run the ball down the freaking field and piss you off. Like, yeah, that was the most annoying thing to try and coach against, I'm sure. But uh, no, I I loved it and loved every second of it. By the way, Texans going up against Baltimore now as nine and a half point dogs as well. Uh, both the Packers and the Texans open up as nine and a half after destroying the teams that they played against. Vegas knows things. I'm excited about the potential of that game. But I, I don't the, know the, the Ravens Texans. Yeah, the potential of that game sounds awesome, but it could also just be just ugly. Yeah, the, crazy. the Ravens Maybe. up by 40 at halftime. Yeah. This might be a crazy hot yeah. take, but I personally think the way cool. the teams have played the last few weeks, that this is the only game that could have possibly happened where the Texans are going to lose. I think if they play the Bills or Chiefs right I now, agree. I think those Texans walk away with a win. And That's fair. And I don't, I don't, think, I don't even, think I disagree. Well, it, I, I don't disagree. Let's teams, get to it. The other teams are terrible. Like there, there's the a lot of flaws like, in, wow. in these teams. Yeah. Well, and, and let's get to it. The chiefs end up winning 26, nine at home in the coldest game of the year. Dude, I um, literally saw the sure five coldest guys, games of all time. I think, I think, I, I think you guys probably saw the, the video. They just took like a water bottle out of the fridge Yeah. and it just froze. It's like <laughs> the fridge is keeping them warm. That's how cold it was. Like it was keeping them from freezing. Yeah, Somebody crazy. was like holding it with a glove and they just showed it to the camera and, and it just, went yeah. and turned into ice. Um, I mean, our whole country was pretty much that way this last week, but uh, Chiefs get honestly like a relatively easy win. They go down a score on the first drive and really just never look back. Um, Miami's injuries clearly caught up with them. I, that was evident in the entirety of that game. Uh, I talked about that at Don't, length last week. Also, but it was, I'm going to say, it, I know we have praised Mike McDaniel most of the season. Some of his play calls, I thought, were just absolutely terrible. It looked like they hit the panic button real early on It was just on like, oh, we're just going to do screens yeah, to Tyreek they, Hill in the backfield. Like, every, like they just kept doing these screens. Like they needed, it, oh, we need 14 yards? Screen pass. My question like, to that, though, would be, was he just completely hindered by Tua's ability? Because I think that's a big part of it. <laughs> I, I, mean, think, I think a lot at, of it. If you look at Tua's second half of the season stats, they're terrible. 
not they even are like not okay. Good. They're like terrible. He's like bottom five and touch. And it's, like it's getting do or die time, show. by the way, for Miami on that guy. Like you have to figure out if you're going to want to pay him or not. They, well, the organization him. came out this week and said they're committed to, to a long term. And you're okay. No. You're paying the GM said. The GM said. I I thought it was really interesting to not see them run the ball after the Chiefs scored, um, yeah. as much as they should have. Again, they just seemed to hit the panic button really early. They started trying they, they to pass that, the ball too soon. And then they were soon. just doing like these little dink and dunk like screen passes. It, it looked it looked like they were just trying to get the hands it, ball into the hands. They're three really fast guys. Sure. And like and yeah, that's say, what you make do, but there are there are way better ways to do that than just p- passes out of the yeah. backfield. We'll say also too, Chiefs are uh, top five defense. Chiefs are a top five de- defense, but they are also gettable towards the sidelines, and that's that's been yeah. a, an issue. They're not the best tackling defense in those top five defenses. They are the worst of tackling uh, of those top fives, um, which was on display in a few plays. Um, but uh, two, they're not the fastest of those uh, top five defenses either. They play a great scheme, and their defensive line does a really good job on the interior, obviously highlighted by Chris Jones, uh, who had a really good game in terms of pushing and penetration. But um, but they they are helped by a pretty young secondary who's clearly come a long way in two years. And Mike's freaking in love with boyfriend draft pick uh, Carl Loftus, uh, who had a heck of a game and, and uh, had a sack and a half in this, uh, this one. Um, and what five pressures? I think he was. was five pressures. He had there. a very good game. Uh, by the way, that dude weighs like a whopping seven pounds less than Nick Bosa. Um, <laughs> just for the record, like they're almost identical in size. Uh, Bosa's got him on arms uh, for sure. Yeah. He's got arm length on him all day. But other than that, uh, that guy plays really good. And you know, it doesn't hurt that he's playing right next to Mr. Jones. Yeah. Um, so, but no, they they got a pretty easy win here. This was never really. It never really felt close. They were in control. Uh, the Chiefs were throughout this game. Uh, just looked like they had done this a few times at home and knew what they were doing. Uh, the Bills also uh, get a pretty easy win. This game got moved to Monday uh, due to I kinda, snow. I, I kind of liked having the two, two, and two. I did like that. Like I, I kinda, it was kind of nice. Yeah, yeah I, nice. I, I felt like you could watch every game. It wasn't like too crowded like on Sunday. Yep. Every game got their moment to shine. I kind of think they should look at just doing that. I mean, every- it would have been nice to just have like three and three. And not try to yeah. do, you know, get a Monday night game. But if you're going to give me a Monday night game, then yeah, two, 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 two. I'll take that. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. And, and genuinely here too, um, Steelers playing without their best player. Um, you know, and I still, I'll be honest, I don't know. I don't know if, the, if he makes that, I don't think he swings the point spread that, that much. I'm, I'm again, this is not me dogging on TJ Watt. But that, well, it's mostly that, the win loss with him there versus him not being there. Is kind yeah, of sure, that's sure. What it is, sure. But uh, still, I, I just that that Steelers team also talk about a team that just didn't seem ready to go. And I know we've all said that they're very untalented and they just happened to just be here. Um, I, strangely, like they were. There was a moment in that game where they were not out of it. Let's just say no. Yeah. They they that's had true. some knock you in the jaw moments where and and uh, and got the ball back and then in that all that cold though. Could not get the passing game really going. Um, I mean, I think Pickens' uh, biggest moments in the game were getting the ball handed to him. I think he had two decent runs. Um, they could not distribute the ball. He had around. one big catch right over the middle with like four guys on him. That was a yeah, that pretty was impressive. That, but that ball. was literally not but, yeah. a great throw. It was Pickens was being like Pickens. About, yeah. Um, you know, Deontay, I think uh, the first half just had the one catch, which ended up being the touchdown. Um, and those are those were like their playmaking uh, moments. 
you know, I, so I, I, they weren't able to distribute. Bills did a really good job by uh, locking down the outside, forcing things to the middle, and that is the strength of their team. If they can make you uh, keep it over the middle, uh, they really trust that that middle uh, five or that middle four, if you will, uh, between the linebackers and defensive tackles to take care of business. Uh, so they set edge and they dare you to do stuff. And, uh, you know, Pittsburgh seemed to fall right into that trap and just couldn't yep. move the ball on them consistently. Uh, Mason Rudolph had a heck of a run there, but that dude's going to be a career backup. Um, Pittsburgh's Has got been. a quarterback problem, and uh, we'll get to their coaching stuff here in just a moment. Uh, those were pretty easy wins. Uh, last one was an easy I, win as well. Yeah, I, uh, I do want to say something real quick about this Bills right. game, and it's it's about Josh Allen running the ball. Right? He's we all know he's great Too at much. it. Too much. Yeah. And and it's why they win, right? Honestly, him running the ball is is a big reason why they've won. He plays hero ball and he gets that done. His fake slide, dry. I hated awesome. it. That was okay. awesome. I no, no, no. Everybody was very. The oh, very the first one, first next one. Yeah, the drive, okay. he actually slides and he yep. gets nailed on his slide. And I'm like, that is a broken rule right there. I don't like it. I don't like how these quarterbacks are so protected like that when they're running the ball. You have Josh Allen, who is a runner yep. so often, who gets to just, oh, I'm going to fake slide. You guys can't hit me because if I do slide, it's automatically 15 more. Oh, no, I'm going to fake it and I'm going to get another 20 yards on you. Or I'm going to actually slide and you're going to jump on me anyway because you think I'm going to fake slide and I'm going to get that extra 15 anyway. Like, I don't like that dynamic. Something there's got to change. This is like my little own little soapbox this week. I hated it. I did not like it. Um, That Steelers defender had taken off at the same moment he started to slide. I don't know how you even and like as he's hitting Josh Allen, his hands are like in the air. He's like, I can't stop. You know, like, what are you supposed to do there? Because. Literally on the drive before that, he faked it on the same linebackers and they like moved out of his way to let him slide and he just takes off. Yep. Like, what are you supposed to do? I don't, I hate this sliding rule. I don't like it. I don't like it. I, I, I do think my... the one, though, I don't like it either, but I do think the one thing that these linebackers could do and could have been in that situation, you're still allowed to make hands contact and, and, and make contact with your hands and not lower the shoulder here. I understand how you ta- yeah. tackle Josh Allen. Don't get me wrong. I understand you have to put your whole he's body on 235 you. pounds of that guy. He's um, bigger than but, you. Uh, but genuinely, he he should have at least put hands on him and followed up. That was a non-heads up. I mean, it was a heads up play by Josh Allen, recognizing yeah. that the linebacker was conceding uh, too early. And you just can't concede that early. That's the only coaching thing that obviously is going to get talked about. But you're right. It is a broken rule that could be looked at. Um, because it it clearly benefits him it, <laughs> more it more so than so just much. about anybody. I, d- I didn't actually ball. perceive it as a fake slide until I saw people start talking about it. I was like, yeah, I could see that, but I didn't in the moment look. It didn't look like the Kenny Pickett one from when he was at Pitt by any Fair. means to me, and where that was like that's very blatantly like he was halfway sliding and then start, kept running again. It well, they changed the rules. Cool. The NCAA, it's a, it's yeah, a, it's a ball. They changed clip. the NCAA the, rules on that. The, you can't yeah, fake slide anymore. Exactly. Yep. I to me, it looked like the Josh Allen one was just doing. He was like doing some yabba dabba do whatever, like in the middle of the field. <sighs> it didn't look like a slide to me, but I could see why. It's obviously not. It wasn't like a regular looking juke. Uh, quick pivot. <laughs> you know? Quick pivot. Went and watched the Flintstones movie with my kids this week. What? Uh, wouldn't he said yabba dabba do just now? Oh. Um. There's a there's a new Flintstone movie. No, no, the old one. Oh, okay. I went and watched it this week. 
wouldn't necessarily throw that into today's kids. Uh, would not <laughs> would not throw That's that. That's the at case them. for most of those kids' uh, cartoons oof, back in the day. Uh, yeah, there's so much adult there. Airplane is rated PG. Uh, Halle Berry in that movie. Um, my son looked at the ground embarrassed four different times when he's 10 years old. He's like, uh, this is inappropriate, dad. Um, yeah, yeah they didn't wear much. Like they had these little nope, short, nope. like 50 skirts or whatever, 60 nope, skirts nope. or whatever on. A lot of the leopard print vibe uh, going on there. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, I was getting to the Bucks Eagles, uh, Eagles finished the season one and six. Uh, bye bye birds skated out into the playoffs and looked like absolute trash on fire obviously we know they're missing AJ Brown um, you know Devonta did have a nice game uh, overall and he was the only eagle in my opinion that had a nice game this team cannot tackle they uh, cannot run the ball consistently and um, I don't know what that Which offensive so line was doing but Jalen Hurts was literally running from Which the is defensive so weird, line that's the same and on every play. offensive line from last year that was incredible. They looked like garbage. Yep. They absolutely looked like garbage and they got beat all day by the Bucks. Bucks blitzed and the Bucks uh, Jalen on almost every play. And, and, and I mean the, it was the ridiculous. Bucks, the Bucks defensive line like they 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 they've got a couple of their guys a defensive tackle. Vitavea. But other than that it's some guys. I, it's some guys. They, like, they play. Like, like, There's, uh, the, dude the Mr. Fireworks is yeah, playing for them. No, yeah. You know, Le- Levante David is really good at football. Still. But, but, okay. I, said, I, said, I said I said defensive line. <laughs> line. I said no, defensive no, I know, line. I'm just saying, He's I'm a constantly like, blitzing linebacker, yes, all of Micah Parsons no. almost. But like, yeah, he he had hurt his number. Like he shadowed him. Yep. David's yep. still good at football, man. Like he's very good, and he's he was a big part of that uh, yep. that defensive uh, strategy as well. Keeping yeah. it, uh, Hurts in line. My my stat of the week. I don't Hit actually it. have the company that he keeps, but. Baker Mayfield is only one of like four quarterbacks that have has multiple playoff has multiple playoff wins with with multiple teams. He also has more playoff wins than Deshaun Watson. Also true. <laughs> yes, tr- that is true. So, he he definitely does. I uh, <laughs> imagine the Browns team with Baker Mayfield. They probably win. That's probably, win probably a team that honestly goes to Super the Super Bowl. I'm not joking. With how good? With how if that yeah how good Baker Mayfield was how good that defense was I hundred percent that'd be my yeah. pick. I mean you, you I might mean, need to bring back Nick Chubb his for that, play but. this week into that team. Okay, no, okay. no, no, okay, no. I was say, I'm, no. I'm imagining a healthy Baker Mayfield at quarterback because the the, the, the last Cleveland year with the, the Browns Baker was not healthy, and if Baker had literally instead of playing through his injury trying to be a good teammate and sat out he would still be on the Browns because the year before he had a really good season. Year they went to the playoffs and beat the Steelers like the first week, like smoked them. I'm on the fence with it. I'm on the fence with it. I I don't think that they're. I, I mean, I don't know better than the Ravens. They're not better than the Ravens with him. They're not better than the Ravens, but I still think that yeah. they're, they're AFC one Championship and one and two. It's probably Ravens. Cle- Cleveland. Okay, uh, I, that that I can handle. That I can handle. I mean, this, this Browns team did beat the Ravens without him. Uh, I, I so. will say this. I don't know if you put Baker Mayfield on the Browns team. And they beat the Houston Texans the way they played this last week. I don't know I if mean, that yeah. even makes a difference. Oh, dude, the Texans I mean, those win. comparisons are hard. Yeah, it's the whole, the it's Texans what were is. played yeah. out of their minds this last week. I, like, it was yeah. so good. Yeah. Bringing I mean, up the Browns, that, by the way, I forgot a stat of the week. Uh, going into this weekend, Joe Flacco was 5-0 and in the wild card round. That was his first ever wild card loss. First ever. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, the uh, a Flacco going into that game also had seven road playoff wins, and one more would have moved him past Tom Brady for the most in NFL history. I I, I saw those stats going in, and I was like, oh, 
Uh, speaking of Tom Brady, uh, this is the first NFL postseason without an appearance from Tom Brady or Peyton Manning since 1998-1999 season. 25 Also, also years. speaking of Tom Brady, if you look at his numbers last year versus Baker this year in Tampa Bay, minus, mm-hmm. minus some of the empty calorie passing yards, Baker Mayfield had a better year than Tom Brady did last year, which is a reason why they're back in the playoffs and winning yeah. that division. I will be really curious. I, uh, you know, with this with this matchup coming this week for the Bucks against uh, the Lions, I I think there we'll we'll go into a, uh, in our pick them a little bit of the keys for those matchups. But uh, uh, Mike Evans, real big deal this week against those Lions. Yeah, that'll, that'll be he had, be he had a rough game. He had a rough game last night. He did. Oh. He did. But I think I think it's going to come back and, and be a and, big deal. He's not a guy still, that has two bad games in a row. Yeah. That well, yeah, he had a bad game and ever. they still blew the breakups at Eagles, which I mean, yeah. I think honestly anybody could have done that at this point. Um, I, so yeah, here, we all we uh, all said that this was not even this oh, is not probably. Well, the, the most embarrassing part of the whole thing is it didn't even look like they were competing. It looked like they they were a, like a three win team in the regular season who was in week 18 or like, oh, well. This is the last week. Let's just go out and play. Like it did not look like they were trying to tackle anybody. Yeah, and I, I mean that might just be the attitude of that team when you <laughs> have a coach who kind of has a bit of an ego in the regular season, and you know has a bad defense. You cut off some of that fat, but you instead install Matt Patricia for your defense, and then this is what it looks <laughs> yeah, like. Yeah, that didn't go well. No, that didn't go yeah. well at all. They went, they they went. Uh, what was that? One in six after Matt Patricia got installed as the uh, head of that defense. And all um, it started with Drew Lock. Uh, actually, it all started with the 49ers beating no, the no, piss no, out no. of the Eagles. Nope. Drew Lock, baby, hundred percent. That's what it was. Hundred percent. The the I, true Drew down. Lock. It was put the forty nineers. They Lock, went put one in, in six I after the forty ers beat them. Yeah, but I would say the true downfall because I could understand like. You're the 10 Niners and beating one or whatever. Is, that's reasonable. Yeah, you're you're ten and one. You lose to the other best team in the NFC. Whatever. That's then that's Drew fine. Lock happens. You lose. lose to the, you lose to the Cowboys. You split with them in the season. Beating. That's fine. You lose to to Drew Lock. That's where Goes it really starts falling off. I, I do yeah. want to say that. That's after what I'm that saying. Ninety-two game, yards to win a game, bro. All, after that awesome. 49ers game, all of those 49ers defenders, the Debo Samuel, all came out like we just showed you guys. This is after game interviews. They're like. This is what we had game plan for the NFC Championship game. We just showed you how to beat the Eagles. We showed you all their weaknesses. Go get him. And everyone and did. They did. Yeah. Everyone did. Yeah. They, they did. saw what they did and they're like, "Wow, what the Niners did to this team is gettable for even us." Like and and that there's just something about that team that was just gettable and and they missed Steichen so bad this year. Oh my goodness. Hurts, and that offense is well, and Gannon, not the I same. Mean, that defense was was pooping, and the yep. offense was yeah. pooping down the stretch. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I as we I I'll give Grant in a moment his stat of the week opportunity, and I'll jump to uh oh you you can jump on it on later too. Um the uh, yeah we'll do that during pick them. I just to you know just show you where the Eagles are at. Um, this is what happens to teams make the Super Bowl is mm. uh contracts come up and issues happen. And a lot of times, uh, you know, when you when when you hit that high, the next year is really difficult. And usually, it is the off season, not right after you make it to a Super Bowl, but the season after that that really these things start to show up. That this team is going to have to go through some changes if it wants to continue winning. 
The Eagles free agents this season include Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, DeAndre Swift, Quez Watkins, Iosa Otepa, or Opeta. I always say it backwards. My bad. Um, Moro linebacker, as well as Cunningham linebacker, Shaquille Leonard, who they just signed to try and get them deeper into the playoffs at linebacker, uh, Bradley Roby, uh, Olamade Zacchaeus, a wide receiver, Boston Scott, Marcus Mariota, uh, Julio Jones. That's all their depth. Uh, as no, well as what are they going to do without Julio Jones? Yeah. Like I no! touched them all once and turns into glass. Their punter, their offensive <laughs> tackle, and their uh, uh, offensive tackle, Jack Driscoll, who's the, really their swing guy. Their, and then their Jason loss. Kelsey yep. is retiring at center. Greatest center um, of all time. That they might just push the, trouble. the tush push out of the league right there. Without him there, like they might not need to actually address it in the offseason. Yeah, you don't need to make a rule change. The guy oh, who does it is gone. They stopped the push this weekend, by the way. I know. They got stopped. On that yep. two-point conversion. Yep. That's also, how you so, knew the Eagles. I mean, we already knew the Eagles were losing, but last week we talked about, like, the only thing the Eagles can really do is, like, the tush push, and, like, that is that really doing it for us right now? And they couldn't even get that going. It's embarrassing. Yeah. yeah. Well, so so going, going off, off of Matt, on talking about the Super Bowl and the troubles that that is, there are only two times in the NFL history where a team has lost the Super Bowl and then won it the next year. It's the 1970 Cowboys. They lost in 1970, then won it in 71. And the 2017 New England Patriots, who lost to the Nick Foles Eagles, then won it in 2018, respectively. So you lose Super Bowl, it's uh, not, a, not looking good for you. It unless is, you have the GOAT on your team or the 70s Cowboys. Well, I, don't know. Yeah, I mean, that, that is uh, yeah, a top, that's a top I mean, 10 roster as well. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, 1971. So good Jones. luck, essentially. So essentially, if you have the best quarterback, which you don't, or one of the best, you know, rosters of all time, which you don't, you're not yep. going back. A shout out to the Richard Sherman podcast and Richard Sherman, who noted is it is harder to come back as the loser of the Super Bowl than it is to repeat as a Super Bowl champion. Yeah, we see everybody says that in sports. The hardest thing to do is repeat. No, it's not. The hardest thing is to do is lose and come back. Yep. Um, Richard said said that last year on on his podcast, and I remember hearing that. I'm like, oh, I gotta steal that sometime, yeah. and just remembered. But I, uh, that's yeah, my stat. It is that was a fantastic stat. Uh, that's a good get. Um, no, so the Eagles got a lot to pick up. We'll get to the matchups that are forthcoming uh, here in just a little bit. Um, I'm gonna set us up right now uh, for some trivia, and then we'll get to our three big questions. Um, I I just want to say. I told the guys beforehand, this one's a little tough, okay? I made this one hard, and I did it on purpose because we didn't do it last week, and a couple of times this year, they have embarrassed me um, by digging out answers to stuff that they should not know, and so this week, I came prepared (laughs) with some playoff questions, uh, and I'm pretty ready to go. Grant will jump back in with us here in a moment. He's doing his quick break. Um, so you guys will have to hold up his end for just a little bit. Oh, my bad. I went to the wrong one. Uh, here we go. So, are you coming back up? Oh, sweet. Perfect timing, Grant. Um, this last week, uh, because, sorry, the Detroit Lions won a game. I felt this question was appropriate. They're, uh, they held previously. Uh, they held the streak for uh, longest time without a playoff win in the NFL. Uh, can you name the three teams in, in the NFL who have not won a playoff game 
since 2010. The three teams since 2010 that have not won a playoff game. A reminder to those of you that listen us or that don't listen regularly, I or and and to those who do, I suppose it, they each get a wrong answer for one of those three. So they get three minuses, um, and then if they guess three times, so you, you say and, a playoff win. Yep, not like making the playoffs. Okay. Yeah, playoff win. If they get it wrong franchise. three times, they're done guessing. Okay, so wait. I'm I know it's the Dolphins. Dolphins are one. Because Dolphins are one. They, they announced have, it at the end of the game. <laughs> I, yep. I remember that one. <laughs> yeah, yep. That, that was going to be my first one. Because they haven't uh, been to the playoffs. They, I think they have the longest streak of not even getting when was, to the playoffs. When was Sanchez? Because they won playoff games with Sanchez. They did. They got to the Can I look championship. I couldn't, rem- I couldn't nope. remember if I, I couldn't when, remember you if You can't that. look up anything. That I, one, not when Sanchez was like on the team. That literally would give you would, an answer yeah, okay, possibly. Would, I, yeah, possibly. I feel like that happened when I was in high school. But still, it's been like, I mean, I, I really. Th- years I, swear, ago, I swear they have I the think. longest. I think they have think the longest was, streak. I think was he was right around 2000. 27, 2010. I think it was right around there when he was playing. So that's like thirteen. That's like thir- like twelve, thirteen years. That's a long time. Well, he it said since, since twenty ten. I'm just oh. reminding you what the question is. So that's why I'm trying to find the line, because that would be the only thing that would be like, yes, the Jets have won in the playoffs. Did Derek Carr win a playoff game? Ooh, Derek Carr broke his leg one. They time went to the, the AFC. <laughs> they at least went to the second round. I don't know if they went to the AFC Championship. Yeah, that one year yeah. when it was like, oh, he could be the MVP in like 2015 or whatever. Oh yeah, but he, but he, yeah, yeah he broke his leg like the last week of the season. 16, 16, 17. I'm pretty sure they won one playoff but, game, but maybe. I think they got bounced first round because they played the Texans. I know that that year. <laughs> I love how nervous you guys get because you know if you're wrong, you're like, I'm out. Dang it. Uh, so we got Miami. Everybody got Miami. Yeah. I'm going Raiders. Uh, I don't think Garrett Carr won one. You're going Raiders? What about the Chargers? Yeah. All right, Mike is throwing in a, in the Raiders. The Raiders are one of them. Okay. Because okay. the Raiders uh, Raiders was 2003. That was the last time they won a game. Ooh. In the playoffs. So now we have three, when, three runs When's the last with? time that... You got three guesses. When's the last time the last that Washington one? won a playoff game? Ooh. The Commanders. Ooh. Because my thought is either them or I, I'm sure maybe in like the mid 20 teens that I'm forgetting, maybe Philip Rivers did some stuff, but the Chargers are also up there for me. I think the Chargers. The Bears? Get, what about the Bears? Jay Cut. No, because they, they went to the Trubisky? NFC Championship in like 11 or 12, didn't they? Didn't they go to the, play like the Packers in, the, in like an NFC Championship? Maybe they did. Yeah, I think they did. I, 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 think I will use the, the... my guess, and I will say the Washington Commanders. Jameson is guessing the Commanders. You guys have gotten the three. That's the three? That is nice. the three, 2006. So, my follow-up to that, Uh-oh. my follow-up to that is, uh, can you name the quarterbacks for those three teams? Ah. Wait, for... That- the last time for they Miami, won. The last time they won. For the last time they won. For Miami, for the Raiders, for the Redskins. When was and uh, I get to call them the Redskins? Because that's what it. Because that's two thousand three. So two thousand three, Redskins. This is a little two thousand three, two thousand six. Two thousand six was the Redskins. Oh, 
I will, I'll give you that. That wasn't was like Raiders. Mark Brunel, was it? For the Redskins? Yeah. It was Mark Brunel. Let's go, baby. I okay. thought I thought you guys might get that one. Let's go, baby. Okay. So then it's the 03 Raiders. If Mike doesn't know that one, I'm going to be shocked. I feel like I can see his face. It's not Gannon, is it? Like, uh, no. Uh, what year? 2000 what? 2003. I'm going blank on that one. I don't remember. And then it's the, oh, uh, and then it's the Dolphins. What year is the Dolphins? 2000. 2000. Was this the, oh, oh. Like, I can oh, see it. I can't. This is this is a little too old for me, me in terms of what I would know. Like, uh, I mean, we can let that guess fly because that's going to be as good as as I can remember. For the Dolphins or the Raiders? For the Raiders. It that was like Bill Callahan, I think, was the coach. Uh, was that the Tuck rule? It might be. Oh. Because that was AFC Championship game, right? So that would have been for sure they were winning then. Right. If that was 2003. I don't know. I, I don't know that one. I want to say Gannon. Let's let's just say it because I'm not going to have a better one. But I, I'm not either. Uh, 2003, Rich Gannon. There we go. Ooh, okay. Ah, okay. I was going to say, I feel like I, I was going to be him. shocked. I'm like, dude, who else do you think was playing quarterback for them? That dude was a pro <laughs> bowler for like three years straight. Uh, okay, he, so then- he threw for 286, three touchdowns, no interceptions, got his team to the Super Bowl where they got obliterated by the oh, right. real good Buccaneers. Oh, that's yeah. right. That's what it was. Okay. So then the two, the quarterback for the Dolphins in 2000. 2000. This man beat a legend in this game. Who do you play? I'm not telling you that. I'm just saying he beat a legend. 2000? Legend. Uh, 2000 is starting to push me, too. I, I, I don't know. I think, I think this is where... I was five. The, this yeah, one I told I was, myself, I was like, this is Mike or bust. I was, uh, I was like six months old. I, I had Madden 2000 on the 64, but so I didn't play why, with that, the that's <laughs> there was a there was a quarterback that I thought of that right, I, I had to like convince right myself I like, wasn't playing right yet. after Marino because Marino Marino left in like ninety nine right ish Play, played his last game got torched by the Jags yeah I was a exactly. teenager I was a young teenager that's all I remember so. was, I mean, yeah yeah I'm, I'm I graduated in 03, so I'm, yeah I have like is it, on Mike is that uh, Fiedler. Jay Fiedler? Are you freaking kidding Let's me? Go. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go, baby. Let's go, Mike. Sure He's coming clutch. Are you freaking kidding me? Let's go. That horrible quarterback threw for 150 yards, a touchdown, and three picks to beat Peyton Manning and the Colts. a high five for the webcam. 23 Boom. to 17. I just remember the name taking over for Marino. And so, like. Sure. Yeah. I know he wasn't. I, I don't remember him being very good or anything, but. but by the way, uh, the worst performance for all of these uh, quarterbacks came from Mark Brunel in that 2006 game. He threw seven, he completed seven passes for 41 yards. Baller. And, and uh, you will all appreciate this. Uh, Beat the Cowboys? N- oh. I, no, they, uh, dang it. 
forgetting who it was. They won 17 to 10. Sean Taylor scored the deciding touchdown in the game on a 51 yard fumble return. Legend. There you I, go. I loved that one. I New love ownership should be building up. a new statue for him instead of Absolutely. that stupid display they made. Do you, yeah, do you remember, remember that? Yes. Yes, I do. Yeah, it's they, literally they a mannequin. Staff it's literally a mannequin. A mannequin and like the new Nike jerseys. I'm like, come on, dude. Like, yeah. Dude, put and a statue were, like, front, We're not dude. taking it down yeah, initially. Is this the and I was like, store uh, or the you so know, enshrinement of a legend? Yeah. So bad. All right. Our last question of the day. Okay, uh, again, nothing easy here. And uh, we are going to get a little older here, but this is a big, uh, this is a big section of time that we're talking about with this one. It's well known the Forty Niners, nineteen seventy. The Forty Niners or the Redskins played in every NFC Championship game except one from nineteen eighty one to nineteen ninety four. What year did they did n- uh, did they not? So so neither team. Yep. What year did okay. they not? And what two teams played in that game? As so a follow-up so to it's that. it's a two-parter. Yes, it's a two-parter. So what year did they not between 1981 and 1994, and what two teams played in that game? So an obvious guess, at least for one of those teams, would be the Cowboys were one of them. So 81 to 94, and it wasn't the Redskins and the who? Niners. And the Niners. One and of Niners. those two teams. Not They didn't play each other every time, obviously. But Just, one of those yeah. two teams played in every NFC Championship game from 1981 to 1994, except for one. Let's try and get the year first, and then we'll guess who those teams were. No, don't tell us how to do this. We'll do it how we want to do it. It's a two-parter. Let's do the first part. I, I year. I'm letting these boys go a little bit here, dude. Mike, yeah. I don't, I don't know your team <laughs> the, history. They're leaning yeah. hard right yeah, now. Yeah, dude, you're carrying us hardcore, dude. You're back. I wasn't hurt. born yet. Yeah, and uh, eighty-five Bears and Rams. I'm literally gonna punch him through the screen, <laughs> dude. The eighty-five Bears. You. They beat the Rams. Let's go. I'm literally going to punch him through the screen. They, I think they had to beat the 49ers just to get there. So. I, I've i never threatened anybody's life you, I mean, on this what podcast. What are you talking about? You, you always ask kill these me? like 49ers slanted questions just yeah, because all, that's how your brain not, works. These, are, these are NFC championship questions. I understand that. The are, are are first involved. time I dude, talked about the 49ers dude, here. Okay, no, but... Dude, you literally, it'll be like, like who was the Tittle. quarterback for the Niners in 1970? I said, who were the two quarterbacks? No, and one wait. of them was a 49er quarterback, and he put out feel like I feel like you asked that question because pocket. you know the Niners were involved in it, so it's subconscious. Like, you don't try no. to do it. It's just like, Actually, that's your I, football world, football so you is ask not, the questions 40, within. Football is 49ers for Matt. Like, that's what it is. The, just like 40, like football. I have barely spoken about them in the I, last two episodes. I understand that. I'm talking about when it comes to trivia, you will you will pull 49er questions. 100%. This is garbage. I literally went to this question because I wanted to say the Redskins twice in this episode. That's why I did it. 100%. I literally saw it in there, and I was, like, I, I was looking through like a potential list of questions. And I was like, I freaking love it. I can say the Redskins two times. That's why I did it. I, I understand. I understand. Throwing around your accusatory statements. It's still a Questioning my integrity. But and that, my, I'm not questioning your integrity. I'm pointing it. out your biasy. It's, you couldn't even name, other than the YA Tittle question, I challenge you to name the other time I have done trivia that involved the 49ers you, directly. Okay, you literally said, who was the quarterback for the Niners? He, he pulled some, like, crazy quarterback 
from like the 60s I said, or the 49ers. Name the two quarterbacks that had done this amazing feat, and one of them was Y.A. Tittle. And I you picked lit- him because he was from 1960 something. And I was like, there's no way Mike's going to freaking know this. And I was wrong. But you was had it about me 49ers? do a big quarterback dive just before you asked I, the question. I didn't know you that. Okay, you literally just asked me to name another 49ers question. That was it. Evidence. That is the only that, one. That's and the then only this one. one. Yes. All I've I'm done saying trivia is, like there's nine a reason, times. There's a reason why is, we look, keep those getting are the, the trivia. Questions. We keep getting the trivia because Mike's 49er knowledge comes through when we need it the most. Listen, is, I was going to be shocked if you didn't you. pick 85. I honestly, collectively, I was like, man, they got to know bears, the like, Bears yeah. and who they play. I, I knew the Bears Rams. I knew that off the top of my head, but it's because I really like that team and I've watched two documentaries about the 1985 bears. So yeah. And that's, and that's the thing is that they, they had to beat the Niners to get there and the Niners were the favorites and one of the, you know, and so you're just looking at that and you're just like, Oh, okay. Um, all right. Crazily enough, I'm pretty sure I can tell you who ended that streak too. I'm pretty sure it was the Cowboys and the uh, Packers, I believe in 95, I think is when you said Mm, it ended. Brett Favre. Like that was the, yeah, that was the last, uh, that was the last of the, like the 49ers. Like real domination. Um, a couple of years later, Jeff Garcia went in like '98 or something yep. like that. But um, yeah, and so like the Niners really dominated the playoffs for a long time, and the Washington was right there too. So, so that was the '90 '95 season. Yeah, uh, yeah, the, yeah. '95 going into '96, mm-hmm. and that's when the Cowboys got their last Super Bowl. Anyway, so Mike's really good at trivia. You're not yeah. very good at picking questions. Let's move on. I'm really good at picking questions those are good questions you don't you've yeah, answered what three of these in the entirety of the whole thing i don't know gosh shut your he, mouth he saved us twice i think i'm pretty sure he saved us a couple times. oh don't you don't Thanks, you saved them three Hello. times in this episode shout out my <laughs> freaking enable him all right jameson the floor is yours we've got some questions we know how this Let's goes do this. uh first one is okay. a pretty loaded one so we'll just get There's this one out lot. of the way this is this is probably the the peak of the questions, honestly, um, which free agent it? head coaches from 2023 will not have a head coaching job in 2024? And if you Smith need a reminder, or, uh, Smith and Staley, I'm done. That will not <laughs> have a head coach job. I think it's longer. I think the list is longer. I think McDaniel's is okay. not going to because sure. I mean he's done it twice and has failed. Uh, Josh, just so we're clear. Yes, yes. Just so we're clear. McDaniel, yes, yes. <laughs> Nobody's saying Mike McDaniel's out. So yeah, Miami. So I think Arthur Smith. I think I don't think Rivera will. I don't think Daniels or Staley. Did I say Smith? I don't know if I said Smith. I think that's what it's five. I really only think it's uh, like Vrabel, um, Pete Carroll, Belichick, McCarthy. I think they'll have jobs. With those guys, it's like it, it, mostly with like. Carol and those guys, it's like, do they want a job this year? Then yes. It's uh, not, Pete Carroll it, does. Yeah, it, like it's Carol not does. that they won't get one because nobody wants to hire them. It's just maybe they, they take a take year off. We're, and we're saying this with the thought process that McCarthy's gone, right? Oh, he has to be. And honestly, again, I'm going to say it. I wrote it Sirianni in might be gone. I wrote it with a question mark. Sirianni. Maybe. It, it, it's a... I, there was literally a report if they did not win this Sunday that we, he was. We know the Eagles history with coaches. They, they love they to move on if like they two can. Years after. I, I truly believe that what he did in the second half of the season, even if he's not solely to blame, is a coaching disaster class. And just the Matt Patricia stuff alone is like enough of a fireable def- uh, offense. When your team is 10 and 1, 
to not do anything after that. What do they what do they end with? Uh, 11 wins on the season? 11 and 6. You're you're 10 and 1. I think I saw a stat, I don't have it here so I can't quote it exactly. I'm pretty sure that's like the only team to start 10 and 1 and not win 12 games in a regular season. Like that's how Ooh, they bad, bad it is. And their strength of schedule at the end of the season was like the easiest. They put, it was yeah. the, Giants about, the Giants twice. And they yeah, the, they're back to back some of the weaker there. stuff in their division. It's like, dude, these are cupcake games and yep. they just fall off the face of the earth won, with all the talent in the world. Three. So if you're Sirianni and you're basically celebrating, you're giving FUs to the fans in Kansas City when you win that game and then you go out to finish the season like you did, it, it seems like you are not the head coach for that football team anymore. I, I don't, I don't disagree on the perspectives. I do think that the, and the, the only thing that could make this happen. I, I, I think if this is any other year, we're not having this conversation because you have the goat, you have, um, a hall of fame coach in Pete Carroll. Um, you have potentially, uh, Mike McCarthy, who nobody's going to sit here and say, is a bad head coach in the NFL. Just got done coaching three years in a row to tw- a team to twelve and five in the regular season. Um, you ha- you you have somebody like Mike Vrabel who can move mountains as a coach and creates a lot of accountability in the teams um, that he coaches. I don't think if this was any other year because we've never had a coaching stable like this in the no. offseason. This is the best. Last coaching- year was crazy, but this, this is, is nuts. This yeah. supersedes any other free agent coach. You have uh, two of like season. probably the top five coaches of the last ten years. Yes, available. You, yeah, you have the greatest head coach of all time. Yep. Uh, and and you have the runner up of the era. I'm gonna throw that out there for Pete yeah. Carroll. Yeah. I, I think he's in the conversation for sure. Sean Payton should be included in that. Yeah. Um, but uh, runner up for the era, uh, right there with him. I, I, yeah, I don't think we're having this conversation otherwise. I don't see Sirianni going though. Because I don't think realistically, if you let Sirianni go, um, that any imagine? of those contenders is lining up at your door to coach your team. What? I don't think anybody's coming in. I did you I hear know. the free agents I just listed? I know the a, okay, a Hall of Fame fair. center that they're losing. Um, you know, this is a complete rebuild. You they don't Bill have Belichick, a running back. You think Bill Belichick, the football historian, wouldn't take a Could crack at the fi- Philadelphia dude, Eagles? Okay, dude. The, okay, wait, wait, wait. Before you say that, that's a hilarious to, fit. It to, is. Okay, to win well, the the. You 15 more wins for the record, and but, you do but it with would the you, Philadelphia I, there's Eagles? There's no way. The roster construction okay. of Dallas and the roster construction of but even he's looking Atlanta at the, he's right He's looking now. at those defensive pieces on the front, and he's like, mm, I like that. Dude, okay. Hey, That's wait, a tasty, tasty what is, defensive what, what, line. Belichick's yeah. strengths as a defensive coach, like, like what, he, what his strength is. He's really good at secondary and linebackers. What are the Eagles? What was their, their overall, obviously they had offensive issues on the defensive side, their secondary and linebacking groups were terrible. Oh, like, no, no, don't get me wrong. He I elevates think, you in the areas you need to be elevated, but is Belichick got enough time to develop a team over the next few years? Does he really want to go there, or does he want to go where it's already set and I know that, ready? Okay. And he just got 12 wins, by the way. I, like, I, I, know, I, know, I know that's the a Cow- roster you want to inherit. As yeah, a coach. I do think... I well, do Cow- think the- yeah, Cowboys would be better. Uh, absolutely. Ultimately. So I'm just saying, like, this is not a situation that I think most people want to walk into. You were literally losing half of your productive roster. Okay, like Swift is not going to be there. They're not going to pay him. But also somebody else Eagles, will pay him something. What is Sirianni doing for you? He's not calling plays. His personnel's not to, good. Yeah, I was just he, about he, to bring that up. 
Like but he this, doesn't add any value. It's not like, oh, Sean McVay, he's our head coach, but he's our offensive play caller. You lose like Shane the, Steichen. The biggest, this offense looked bad all year. The biggest I, rollover I, I, is you lose your offensive coordinator. And by and, the way, the team he goes to looks fantastic and competes for a playoff spot. And they probably shouldn't have with a backup quarterback all year long. And your defensive coordinator goes to Arizona and has that team playing like real football. At the end of the season, yes. At the end of the season. Then, well, they were competitive before in the, in the early part of the season with a backup. But good football with their quarterback back. Yeah. Yeah. And, Absolutely. And, and so you're like, okay, those coordinators came out and balled out. Those are good coaches. Is Sirianni really doing anything for our team? And the same, Obviously, the, the, there's something guys, broken. Ten and wait, one. Wait, he's eleven and six. Wait, he's one game was, off the Cowboys. Wait, and we're going to crucify him here. And we okay. were saying at we're ten and crucify one that that was the worst. That was the worst ten and one team I've ever seen. And we uh, said that, that Steelers, at the time. The, Steelers, the 2019 Steelers might have you beat. That yeah, was, that that's guys. right there. I'm jumping on that horse. At, but I'm just saying. At the time, at the time we were saying this Eagles team does not look good. There's something wrong. And listen, they're gettable. And then they got got right. And then we looked at they, that and we're like, we okay, don't know okay. what's wrong with this Straight team. Up, they, they should lost be better. Their best and defensive not. player in the in in the offseason. They lost their best defensive player in the offseason. That team that is not debatable. They lost two Dude, coordinators. Sean McVay. Good coaches would find coaching, a way to not okay. lose to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Dude. That's Dude, all I'm literally, Sean McVay. <laughs> Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay. Beat two of some the of the best offensive coaches in the league right now. Sean McVay. Shanahan. Yes. Okay. So I'm sorry. Okay. I, I I mean sure I mean third I think, fourth I th- maybe I think Stike probably needs to come here before I can like say that put him in that category yeah. with McVay and Thank anyway you. Shanahan and McVay get poached from their coaching staff every year every year they get guys that leave and go into being coaches. It's scaring me more and, and more every and, year. But but Sean McVay just took a team that should have won five games. They doubled that. Went to the playoffs. Kyle Shanahan, their team is what do they win? You guys win thirteen, twelve games. Probably, I don't even remember. Probably, twelve. Probably, we won twelve because we lost the Rams. At least, when it didn't matter. at least going to the at least going to the NFC Championship. So, yeah. so those two are good, proven coaches. Sirianni loses his offensive defensive coordinator, and that team falls apart. To be yeah. fair, Shanahan only loses one coordinator every year. Okay, no, that's but I'm his... saying no, but I'm saying, but that's what I'm saying. But that that but happens. One at a and time. Coaches, year by the way, by the way, in these, yeah. in these Matt coaches, Matt Lafleur. I'm just yeah. saying, lost Aaron Rodgers. I brought, I brought that up a few weeks ago. I'm just saying. Matt Lafleur versus Listen, Sirianni. Jameson, I'm taking Lafleur any day of the week. There, I am. I am I a foot in your camp right now. I, I understand the perspective, but I don't believe that the man did anything that deserves firing. You had you had a team that was hobbling for sure. I uh, got knocked in the jaw and that was hobbling afterwards. Couldn't get it together, and that's on them. You had a you had a roster that uh, or a locker room that oops. Jalen Hurst was up and down. There was yep. startups terrible. And clearly, then was playing incredible, but then really fell off. A and cliff. after that 49ers game, we said this multiple times on this podcast. He looks injured. He doesn't look well. This is not how he plays. I I get it, but I think it's an organizational thing that he does have to figure out. They're not firing him. He's not going anywhere. I, I, I think just there think would that Belichick would have to walk in and say, "I want it." That's what would have to happen for him to get released. You don't think right they now. would do it for Vrabel? No. If, if Rabel knocked the door down, okay. If Rabel said, I want to coach for the Philadelphia Eagles. What's Rabel done for you lately? I'm just saying, I love Rabel. Coach, I love Rabel. I, I know what I said, but like. That's one of the least Look at the talent on this Eagles bro. team despite what just happened. But, but <laughs> like, Rabel would also be walking into a blank canvas. You have a quarterback and you have A.J. Brown. You got Jalen Carter. Uh, Devontae Smith balled out. You know okay. what? Smith. Vrabel would make sure that he's not employing Matt Patricia. I'll tell you that much. That but enough you, as an indictment as a head coach. Yeah, I, is no, I don't disagree with that at all. That guy's a joke. But 
but I like know, I, 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 I know we mentioned, you know, uh, real quick, Belichick head coaching tree. Mike Patricia's from there, and that automatically does bring him down <laughs> quite a bit. I know we talked about Nick Saban being there, but, but yeah, Mike Patricia, I, I, Mike Patricia it, might even that out. The, I, I understand the Patricia comment, but like this is a bottom this is a bottom seven offensive line in the league right now. Okay, the way that they played at the end of the season, which is hilarious, because we're going to change the rule because of this offensive line. Well, one guy. Um, but like, I I just let's take a big picture look at that. That's not something that one of those guys is going to walk in and be like, I want that. There's just no way. And when you have to deal with that fan base and media group every single week, who the crap wants that he, job? Do you guys see the clip of him getting popcorn thrown on him as they were leaving? Yes. That's funny. They boo in the second quarter, bro. AJ Brown literally said, I'm glad we're going to be in Tampa this week because the boo birds come out early in Philly. He literally said that out loud in his presser this week. Like Those they, fan base sucks. The fan base is horrible. It's the worst fan base in the NFL. Like I don't care... I don't care about their passion. I, well, they'll <laughs> also boo you when you suck, and Sirianni's been sucking. So I just suck saying anymore. he's not I getting fired. There's, I yeah, there, it, it's not happening. You know, but, you know, like, I I, I gonna, understand he's going to get an argument. offense or a year to rebuild here. He's I gonna. understand your argument completely, and and I get where you're coming from, but there is something broken about this team, and they stopped playing the don't last disagree. few games, and that is a coaching problem, and it that is. comes from the it top. Is. And as an owner, as a GM, you look at that and you're like, dude, your team gave up on you. Like, what's going on? Can you even coach? Can can you even come in the building this year and actually lead this team? Do they even want you here? And well, at some point, go you got to ask that question. Is is if if your team's just, I mean, go look at that Giants game. Like they they gave up that that yes. Philadelphia team gave up. I completely I and listen completely. I think we are having this conversation because. What was it four or five years ago? They moved off their 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 quarterback and their head coach. The head coach that had just won a Super Bowl. They like moved that, off of like, like two years later. And all and Carson Wentz also. I mean, he didn't win them that Super Bowl, but but still, they completely redid that two years after winning. I think if this is a team like almost any other team, we're probably not having this conversation. No, but it's because it's the Eagles and yep. because their front office is very aggressive, yep. like in, in in the trade market and all the decisions that they make. That I, 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 I'm not even saying that I agree with them doing it. I just think it's going to happen. That's more what I, I'm, I'm saying with this. I, I, I kind of agree with you. I think that he should probably have another year. to. I would to, agree to that this. it would happen so, and that it should happen. But the, I, I NFL, know what you're saying. But yeah. in, the, in the NFL, this is the way that it usually works. And I'll give Mike McCarthy as the example. Okay, When you have an underperforming year after you had a, a, a good performance year, okay, yeah. um, you, which... You know, a couple of years ago, the Cowboys had won a game, but they didn't get it done. Last year, um, the embarrassment happens with uh, the, la- the last play of the game and Kellen Moore having uh, Zeke play center. Um, and then uh-huh. Kellen Moore gets fired after the game. They were a top three offense uh, last year. The Cowboys were. And then uh, he gets fired after that game. Mike McCarthy takes over play calling this year. They basically have all the exact same numbers again, but their quarterback does lead the league in touchdown passes. And uh, they go to the first game and they get beat. He has no more excuses. This is why I believe Mike McCarthy's getting fired and Sirianni is not. He has no more excuses because he fired the offensive coordinator. And then in the game where they had to get it done, his offense couldn't freaking move until they were down 27 to nothing. And the other team's defense pulled back. So uh, he's going to get fired because he fired the offensive coordinator and he tried to prove that he could do it on his own. That's what's going to happen there. 
he's going to get let go at some point because of that. Um, Sirianni lost his offensive and defensive coordinators. He's dealing with major injury issues heading into the playoffs. And, uh, you know, it just was a compounded thing. He's going to get a year to prove it, that it's not him uh, necessarily, but they had multiple issues within the organization, some that were beyond his control. Um, but he realizes, okay, I can't do this with just anybody. I got to get real, get serious, and go back to business here and go get real guys that can do this. There will probably be, I mean, the defensive coordinator thing is, is obvious. They're going to replace the defensive coordinator, and then they're going to yeah. come back next year better, uh, most likely. And whatever he does next year, that'll be the determining factor. I, But you have to give him the opportunity to let go of these coordinators because that's who's going to shoulder the blame here. It's not yeah. going to be him. The coordinator is getting fired. I mean, but the the NFL does this with everyone. You get the opportunity to prove it's the coordinator and not you that you can fix it with a different guy. And when you don't, then they pull the plug on you that yeah. you could you could look at so many times. The NFL franchise uh, yes, have done that. I know. And, and I understand I, what you're going to say. It's the Eagles. Yeah. The Eagles are willing to pull a plug and they don't care. But Doug Peterson ran that offense. And when the offense couldn't go with the guy that he wanted in it, then they pulled the plug. That's what happened. That was yeah, a Doug, I mean, Doug Peterson some, ran the show. And then it sounded like there was some culture stuff. There was some there. culture things. He was letting some stuff go that he shouldn't have. Purpose and they wanted accountability. Like. And Sirianni yeah. was, you know, mm-hmm. the guy that came in and did that for them eventually. So I totally get it. But I do think this is still the way the NFL works. You, you get the opportunity to prove it was the coordinators and not you, unless it's really obvious. Sirianni was not calling timeouts at the wrong time. He wasn't mismanaging clock situations. No. These guys just weren't coming out. Staff it, and vibes. They they were they were a hundred percent just looking like Instead the of scheming builder, was a vibe guy. The scheming yeah. was bad, and they didn't, and the players did not believe in the scheming. He's basically so just like a worse version. He's a sour Dan Campbell. That's what it is. <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't do what Dan Campbell does for his team because Dan Campbell's not out there calling plays like we we talked about it a lot. Mm-hmm. There's sometimes I wonder what exactly he does. I, it's, it's I mean, he greets raw, people raw. at the door. It's rah rah. Well, you're yeah, awesome. here, we're awesome. Not to, not to derail it too much, but there was a whole thing where, like, Ben Johnson in an interview, maybe it was like some of the hard knock stuff, was basically like the disappointment of like failing Dan Campbell is like what drives me to want to be great, and that's what he Ooh, does. That's for a what team. We're, apparently that's what works, so and that's not what Sirianni's doing. But also, even if I were to agree with you, Matt, I do think you have a point with this year with who's available to coach might even kick Sirianni out the door, even though I think he's deserving to be out the door anyways. So all that being said, he could very well just be, Hey, Hey, somebody does want to come in here and do that. If it is a guy, that's a name that we like. I think that makes it even more likely, even if you disagree with he should or shouldn't be gone. I, and, and, and I, I think you'll, I think you'll agree with my last portion on here. I, because I think that Arthur Smith will not have a job in the NFL as a head coach, probably ever again. Um, Ron Rivera also will not have a, a head yep. coach job ever again. Frank Reich. I don't know about that one. Might not get another shot. Um, I think who, Frank Reich might. Who's literally. gambling on Ron Rivera? Who? What garbage franchise is about to take on a guy who hasn't done anything since he had Cam Newton as an MVP? I'm not. I'm just, I'm saying. just saying that he had a real bad Washington team the whole time he's there. Like the one thing I, I will but, say, but he has to shoulder that. the blame on that. He constructed it. Yeah, yeah, the one no, thing no, I will say that years to do it with a lot of number one picks. There should we, have been at least know, he he decided on Sam Howell as quarterback this year, and I like Sam Howell as a person, and I like yeah. seeing the the flare up games that he has. 
but he decided that that's his well, call. Everyone said you needed to find out what you had in that kid. So like yeah. even outside the organization, they're like every talking head was like, you kind of need to find out what you have with Sam Howell. Like, honestly, he, he outperformed last year, this year, you kind of had to see what he had to offer. Hit the worst Obviously. offensive line, maybe in the history of the league. So yeah, that. terrible. And offensive whose fault line. is that? And yeah, whose exactly. fault is that? Like he, he's had rotating coaches and coordinators. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't understand why anybody's going to give Ron Rivera the keys well, to anything. Yeah. That, it doesn't make the hard part he, might, this I mean, he can probably go be a great defensive coordinator. He could be assistant head coach. The, yeah. That yeah. makes perfect sense. I, I think the hard part with this question before we move on from it is like we, our analysis may be right or wrong, but at the end of the day, like the NFL like group, that network of people is like very fraternal in the way where it's like, hey, I know you, you worked, you worked with so-and-so, you've been around for a while, you know this person, that person, and we all work together. That's how Matt Patricia keeps ending up places like, oh, yeah, Matt Patricia, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, you're one of us. Let's bring you on our staff. Like, there are some places that are very nervous to bring somebody outside of that NFL circle into a head coaching job. So that is ultimately how you have these guys on the list where it's like these guys should not be coaching again. Ultimately, a team will talk themselves into, but he did this with Cam Newton and blah, blah, blah. Then you get Ron Rivera, head coach. I only think Ron as that is. I don't think I only think he gets an HC job if there's an interim tag. And it would be because he was on staff there. I don't. I just don't see how anyone's going to hire him. I, I would agree with. I would agree with that one. But that's um, how it it would happen with those kinds of guys that we would agree. Not ri- like right. on paper, these guys aren't cut to coach ahead. At, at least for jo- Josh the McDaniels near is going to be a coordinator. Frank Reich will probably be a quarterbacks coach. Brandon Staley uh, needs to freaking sit on the bench for four years and contemplate uh, any decision he needs to be he's away ever made. from the game of football. He, he needs to not be around football for the sake of football. Um, Pete and Bill will go coach wherever the crap they want. Um, they're going to be 1A, 1B. And uh, if McCarthy wants to coach, which I don't think he should, I think that guy could use a year uh, to just chill. Uh, McCarthy will probably get that third pick of wherever he wants to be, him or Vrabel. I think they'll be, yeah. they'll be shooting for the <laughs> same type of quality. Job. By the way, we talked about this last year. Sean Payton waits a year like we said he should have. He would have had to pick the litter here too. He could have had that Chargers job. Could have Jeez, had Cow- throw him into he this mix. Shoot could have had me, the Cowboys dude. job, which we were talking about. We're like, I don't know how McCarthy's still coaching this team. Like, go get Sean Payton. Yep, yep. Like, do move mountains. Do oh, whatever. Sean, Sean Payton with this Cowboys team. That would have been fun. So it one of those things. They're was still like, playing. They're probably still should playing have waited a year there, and then this would have been like an even that. more insane like coaching uh, cycle. But um, to kind of add to that, my next question I have for you, a name that we didn't actually mention. Uh, maybe we should start mentioning this. Uh, do you have an issue with Tomlin walking off in the press conference this week? No, I'll go first, and here's why. Okay. Uh, this just happened. The Buccaneers had their media day, and one of the reporters asked Todd Bowles if they were prepared for the frigid Detroit weather. The, nice. The Lions play in a dome. Reporters are <laughs> morons. Well, you have to get off the bus, you know, and it's a little cold. The, the reporters are morons. I've been saving that because I just saw it. Reporters are morons. They're like, that's all they are. They report on the team. So if, if, and and Tomlin has to deal with them having dumb, like dude, every team has their reporters that ask dumb questions. Every team has it. And the coaches get irritated. It's the end of the season. Asking a question that really doesn't matter. Tom, Tomlin's not focused on it right now. His team just lost. There's a lot of decisions, decisions that they have to make as a whole. He's not prepared for it, so he can just walk off. Just, I don't care. Just so you guys know, if we want to give $2,500 towards it, uh, one of us could get a press pass and go sit in that room. 
um, <laughs> based on what we do on a weekly basis right here. We'd have to pay $2,500 and register and, and get approved uh, by the NFL. Uh, but that's basically all it costs uh, to make this happen. And honestly, we would probably be, be more well-equipped to ask them questions. And uh, Well, yes. And truthfully, uh, yours truly, because of my work history, um, I, I would be a shoo-in uh, for that because I have worked for three different entities as a, re- a sports reporter. So just saying, if we want to ever do that, you know, I, I'm not going to ask you guys for money to make team, my dream come there's true. A, but there's a team that's four hours away from here. That you can do can that. you I, ask Mike there's Tomlin a team about four a spiritual zag and see what he says? <laughs> spiritual, <laughs> spiritual zag. <laughs> but, um, no, so I, don't, I don't have an issue with it because it was right after the game. Yeah. And he's pissed. That's what I was going to say. His season's over. He's upset that his team didn't go well. And the next thing they want to talk about is, you got one year left on your contract, uh, Mike. What do you? And he's like, you know what? I'm here to say thank you to my guys for working hard. Talk I'm football. here to apologize for us not getting it done to the Steelers fans. And I'm here to commit to continuing to improve. That's Everybody knows what he's there for. Those are the three yeah. things an, an exit coach does. It's they also feel Mike bad. Tomlin. It is Mike Tomlin. Like He, he doesn't do want to talk about this stuff. And yeah, I don't. He has some of the best job security in the NFL. Um, he today uh, told the Steelers he was absolutely coming back. He said it publicly. Um, so that everybody would know that, but uh, I have no issues. He's allowed to have emotions. I, just to push back a little bit against Grant, I don't think that's a dumb question. It's not to, a dumb question. It, it, the timing of it at the right of the end of the game, like he has another presser like next week. That's you know maybe yeah. when you start talking about Absolutely. that. But right after the game, I don't expect an answer. But it's not a dumb question to ask me. Like, hey, are you coming back? You only got one year left. You didn't get an extension. Are you actually coming back? You know, like. I, and I know he didn't phrase it that way. It was more just like, yeah, you only have one year left. Are they going to bring you back? You know? And so it's like, that's where no, it was I'm, headed. I'm, they didn't get there. Yeah. Yeah. He they walked off. He just left. Said, you have one year left on your contract. And he just left. Yeah. So it, it, it possibly was not a dumb question. It, it's a legitimate question. A reporter should ask poor at some point. question. Yeah. Poor time. L- little question. candid timing here. Yeah. It's more of the long, the lines of, you know what? He, it, he just doesn't have to answer that question right now. He he has other things he's going on about and move on. So mm-hmm. I would agree. Uh, obviously, that would become a pretty uh, interesting coaching situation if that were to not be the case in yeah. a couple of years. Um, mm-hmm. You think Bill Belichick would want to coach the Steelers? <laughs> Tell you that he absolutely would. Uh, last oh. question I have for you guys here. Which player will make the biggest impact for the divisional round. So kind of the same question we had last week with the super wild card round. Who do you guys have making the impact in this upcoming divisional round? I just want to say my Matt Stafford pick. I mean, he had 367 yards and three touchdowns. Absolutely. It was a pretty good day for him. They still lost. Um, I'm. It's got to be CMC. If the Niners don't lean on CMC for this game against the Packers, they are in trouble. That Packers offense can score points and the Niners are going to have to lean on CMC. Give him 20 carries, get him 110 yards, and uh, and they'll win. And I think that's my impact player. That's that's what it's got to be. And these Green Bay Packers have to have to figure out how to stop it. Um, I, of course, you can go to the other side of the Baltimore Ravens and their quarterback, but I'm going to go CMC. I am going to go CJ Stroud. There you go. There's a chance. Mind. There's a chance. There's a this, chance. This, this could happen. And the way that that will happen is if CJ Stroud balls out. Well, so. let me tell you, we not too many weeks ago we saw the Rams go into Baltimore, and we saw Matt Stafford have a have a nice day over there, take that game into overtime, and our special teams lost it for us. 
I, you know, if there's one guy that I can think who can sling on the same level of Stafford right now, it might be CJ Stroud. Yeah. So that's where as I'm going. As far as like I, I, pure playoff slingers, he's yeah, got it. I, I don't feel like there's a whole lot that we got to say about it really, but yeah, that's just where I, where I sit because I think that's the most, I also think it's the most interesting thing that could happen this week would be the Texans upsetting the Ravens. I, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go to a, a no brainer scenario. Uh, Josh Allen uh, has yeah. to be, if, the, if his team is to win the game, he has to be the everything that he has been. They ran the ball for 179 yards last week. Um, he only had five yards less rushing than uh, uh, Cook did. Um, that said, he had 50 plus of them on one run. But um, I think that he has to literally do everything for that team to win. But the, uh, the thing that he can't do, he cannot turn that ball over. Oh, he more will. than once. I was about to say, it depends mm-hmm. on how many. More than once, he he uh, he has not in the last eleven games turned the ball over less than one time. <laughs> so he cannot afford to have a dub- double uh, turnover game or more uh, for them to win. So that, but that would I think he's not. Um, and uh, I'll I'll intro us moving into uh, Grant segment and to pick him uh, with this. Um, and I. Uh, he he is taking on a team, I uh, in led by Patrick Mahomes, who has never played a road playoff game. He would be my pick. As we're for about that to question. get into it, he would be. I, my did, pick I didn't even question. realize this until I was looking into some stuff, and I was like, I wonder how good Patrick yeah, Mahomes has been Chiefs on the road. Bill, these Chiefs Bills games, <laughs> we don't know. Always we been never seen it. They we have never seen Patrick Mahomes play a road playoff game in the history of him being in the NFL. Uh, and we haven't win dub Super Bowls. So I'm super pumped for that game, especially. Um, and I think Josh Allen could be the impact player of the week. Grant, take it as we go into pick them today. Well, I know I kind of segmented right into that. Yeah. Segwayed right into that segment. My so bad. we have our winner for the 2023. I was, yeah, 2023 season. Pick them. And that is our friend, Mike. Congratulations, Mike. The belt. <sighs> We'll be going to you. Freaking you pick, trash. They you overtime Dak Prescott. You know, if we garbage just, time. So you know that if we had just gone one more week into the pickums, I know I would because I beat him in actually picking games. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if we would have just done that, but we wanted to exclude the playoffs. And I understand it's a regular season award. Even though we still included the playoffs, for picking I, yards. there was no good way to do it. I, I understand. Should have picked we Stafford, can, we, dude. We we can probably figure out some way for this next year. Prescott still had more yardage. Oh, Just for right. the record, I so what you're saying is, Grant, I'm better at picking games than Mike is. I think that's what you just admitted. No, I'm never even gonna, though I'm he won give you on anything. a technicality no. in garbage time in I, Dallas. I, think you guys actually I am better at picking pretty games. equally, as in like a dead tie. Yeah, that's how well you guys pick. Yeah, fine. Yeah. So, um, with that being said, belt. we did pick our playoff games. The belt will be yours. Yes, we will get that for you by the draft ep- our draft episode. We will have it on um, YouTube. Yes, we will have all that for you. We will have to. Are we doing a is Mike walking in? Can we, we, we get a fogger? We can get a fogger and Mike walks into the YouTube first YouTube first YouTube content. He he gets the belt and we do a we raise the banner. Have <laughs> a can, banner we, ceremony. We, we, we can play this. We back. can play the Chicago yeah. Bulls yeah. intro song. Yeah. <laughs> or the or a coffin. The Undertaker arises yeah. you know, from it. Yeah, something like that. We'll figure that out. But congratulations, Mike. Um, thank you, thank it was, you. It was very close. I think overall, it was kind of a, a toss-up for most of the season. But this week, um, we did still pick our games. Uh, Matt, you went four and two. The rest of us went three and three. 
That's because we all picked the Browns and we all picked the Cowboys. So there was a lot of, I, I it was, it was okay. I mean, if you look at it overall, I mean, 50, 50 on a lot of them, but um, with that being said, we've got some really exciting games. Um, hopefully there are games that are more interesting um, instead of not just some blowouts. Um, so with that said, we'll just, I'm just going in order of the games that we have them. Um, so, and the way that they're, they're, they're going to show up on your TV this weekend. So the first game we have is Texans at the Ravens. Um, I'll go first here. Um, I, as much as I love CJ Stroud, and I think that he is going to make a big impact if they win, he is hundred percent going to be the reason they win. Um, which is the case for most, you know, football teams in the playoffs. The quarterback is the reason they win, but the Ravens are so good and they're the best team in football. Uh, no other team has been able to do what they've done and the teams that are close to them, they've beat. So I am going with the Baltimore Ravens to win in Baltimore. Uh, let's go Jameson next. Uh, this is for many reasons, probably, I mean, Bill's Chiefs obviously going to be great. This is one of my games of the week right here. Uh, there's only so many games left, so yeah, sure. But um, man, I, I'm with you. CJ Stroud is just on one right now, but um, there is a little bit of question, you know, rest versus rust. You know, what, what do we have here? We have the Texans coming off of two back-to-back elimination games where they played really well. Um, and we have the Ravens who have just kind of been resting for a little bit. Um, I might expect dominating them to come out the slow. entire league. I expect him to come out slow, but I'm going to take the Ravens, and I think Kyle Hamilton's going to do some big stuff in this game as he normally does. I think that might give Stroud a little bit of fits. So I'm going to roll with the number one seed. But as always, I think collectively as a show, we're rooting for the Texans here again. Yep. Um, but it's just going to be... you're scared of them. It's, it's yep. going to be hard to not take <laughs> the, the Ravens here, so I'm going to roll with that. Uh, Wait a minute. I, have a, I, just have a, I just had a thought. Yeah, okay. There is a, the regular season pick them. Is there a playoff award? Because there is a Super Bowl MVP and a regular season MVP. Do we? Are we going there? Do we? Do we? Do we talk about it? Obviously, it wouldn't be as big of a deal. It wouldn't. We wouldn't. You know, Mike. I don't. I mean, I, if I you want to lose twice, bro, no, no, I'm I want to give you. I want to give you your fine. flowers, Mike. But like, what if maybe it's like what a, we should do next time is just we do this for next doing, we, we could we could either do playoff pick them or we could just once the playoff is set, we do a March Madness bracket style. We just go okay, who's got the best bracket? Like whose bracket okay. was the closest? That kind of thing. We, if we want yeah, to switch we, it up, we can figure out something like that for next year. Okay. I think we just stick with this for now. But that, that thought literally just entered my head. All right. So, um, all right, nah, I, I, I know we're we're headed for a straight sweep here. I'm going Ravens. Uh, the Giants in Baltimore. Um, and their defense are terrifying. Mike, did you just type the Ravens in for me? I, I did. Yeah. I, I, that's what I. Oh, assumed. please, Zag. Please Zag. go for it. <laughs> Nine and a half point underdogs, zag. That's the one you want to do it on. Hey, people that were underdogs won last week too. Seven um, and a half. <laughs> I Jackson's one and three in the playoffs. He's he's not a good playoff quarterback. Uh, also been injured, hobbling into the playoffs sometimes. I will say. Yeah, well, they actually almost won the game. He didn't play in last year. Talk so, yourself into it. Talk yourself. No, no, no. It's it's Ravens all the way. I was oh. just giving them a hard time for typing it in for me. League MVP <laughs> versus future league MVP. Ooh. Head on. All righty. So next up, this is our next Saturday game. So obviously there is some 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 a little, a little bit of invested interest into this game. Um but we have the Green Bay Packers drive driving, flying to Santa Clara. They fly. Yep. To visit the 49ers. 
Let's go snake. Those, so Mike, Mike, let's just keep supposed it with to be you. raining. Supposed to be raining and nice and cool. Um, I'm going with my Niners. I I'm afraid of how much time they've taken off, but they've gotten healthy. Um, I'm always afraid of people sitting for too long, but I'm going Niners. I just don't. I think the Packers are going to get run over. So yeah, literal run game, not like crazy blowout, but literal run game. I mean, it could it could very well be. Yeah, Matt. I think that the uh, I think the 49ers do things a lot differently than the Cowboys do in terms of how they attack the field. I think that's going to come out in this game. Um, you know, the 49ers' entire offense is predicated on a zone scheme where they run the ball consistently throughout the game. They're going to get, uh, you know, 25, 28, 29 rushing attempts in a game and just continually punch you in the mouth with a very healthy offensive line. Can you just uh, pick already? Like I, I don't see any reason why Are you rushing me. Are you rushing me? <laughs> yes, I am rushing you. Oh, you're rushing me. You don't freaking do this crap to Jameson. That's fair. I could but just delete him. That's why. That's fair. I'm, I'm not, I'm not messing with the producer of the show. Oh my gosh, you guys are impossible. I <laughs> uh, no, I, I think that that nine and a half point thing is real. Um. And genuinely, I just think Jordan Love's not going to get as many opportunities. I think that's what it's going to mm-hmm. come down to. He'll get yards. Don't get me wrong. 49ers will give up yards. They, and I think the Packers will probably score uh, 17, maybe 20 points in this game. Um, but I think the Niners will be in that 27 to 30 range because that's what they do every single week. And they're healthy as can be. Um, minus, uh, minus Farrell, uh, their defensive end. Uh, looks like everybody's going to be in this game and ready to go. So. Uh, I like where the Niners are at health-wise, and the Packers have lost at least two starters going into this yeah. game. So I think that's going to be a big factor, too. Mm-hmm. All righty, Jameson. Yeah, uh, this one's got to be the Niners. Um, I, I don't want to overlook, you know, the the Niners or the, the, the Packers defense here, even though they won last week and the Cowboys looked pretty horrendous. I think that's more of a Cowboys issue. I, this Joe Barry defense is just not very good. Um, and I think the, uh, you know, again, the rest versus rust conversation here, but for me, it's more of a, uh, Shanahan's going to have a masterclass script to open up these first couple of drives against a defense that's not very good. And I think it gets a little out of hand kind of early. So I'm going to take, uh, I'm going to take them, but I do really love the opportunity for the Packers to play a team that's going to punch them in the mouth because I think that kind of sets them up for the future. Hey, we're, we're a good young team. We got the opportunity to play at the big leagues. Now, next season, we know what to go after, but it's just too soon for them. They're going to get blown out, I think. Never forget that this is a coach uh, playing in a, or coaching against his I, assistant. I, wa- I was going to note that, too. These guys are a little familiar Horrible with each record. Other. Um, They're like yeah, best yeah. friends, by the way. So, yeah. like, yeah. yeah. It, it's going to be, you know, some chess there. Like, I, I'm not expecting a total flop from LaFleur here. I think it puts together no. a really nice pass game. I just don't think, like, they might put some points on the board, but I think they just get boat raced a little too early and then it becomes, oh, yeah, you know, we had a couple of touchdowns. Maybe they end up putting up like 17 points kind of in garbage time. But uh, I think the Niners kind of run away with that one. Awesome. Sweet. So we have our Saturday games all lined up so far. You pick Niners as well? Sweep. Yes. Yes. I, yeah, I've read <laughs> okay. it. yeah, I put it up and I, was, I wrote it down earlier. Um, yep. All the same reasons. Uh, they're just some more talented teams, as much as I hate to say it. Next up, we got the Buccaneers at the okay. Lions. Uh, I guess I'll just go first and we'll sink this one. Uh, I think this game is really fun. Um, 
the Buccaneers played really well. Lions, uh, Lions did the first half. I think they kind of slowed down a little bit um, in, in, in their game against the Rams. I think also I think the Rams are more talented than, say, the, the Bucks had to deal with. Um, gosh. They both were home games. Both the fan bases are ready to go. But I, I'm going to go Lions. I mean, that team's just more talented. Uh, no, no slight to what Baker Mayfield has done all year. He's been extremely impressive. Uh, definitely um, going to be uh, making a lot of money this offseason. I think he's earned a, a really handsome payday. I mean, what he's done, and I, but I just think it comes down to just the talent on the field. I mean, what the Lions have and what the Buccaneers don't have. Uh, so I'm just going to go with the Lions. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's just run it down. Yeah, Jameson. Yeah, I mean, you know, no stranger to voting for the Lions here. So I'm going to pick the Lions. Um, a second home playoff game in Detroit. Jared Goff already kind of got Huge. the monkey off his back. Um, and again, gets to continue to play in a dome uh, here into the second round. So uh, I'm going to take him. I, I expect Goff to kind of not really have a Goff moment. He almost had one. He tried to throw it backwards with two hands while getting sacked. <laughs> it was not a great look. But outside of that, he didn't really make any mistakes. They didn't turn the ball over. I expect that to continue with them being home. And and I agree. Like Baker Mayfield's got that dog in him, but I just don't think it's enough to really hang with the Lions. So we're we're rolling Lions this week. Uh, Matt. 75% of divisional round playoff games are won by the home team. 75%. And this is going to be no exception. The Lions are going to win this game. I, in the wild card round, it actually is almost 50-50 uh, home and away. I, in terms but, of the split? Yep, in terms of the yeah, split. I feel like percentage. this is probably the closest... Close and one, we'll see. Divisional divisional round, it goes to seventy five percent. In the uh, championship games, it goes back down to sixty two, I believe, or something like that. So, um, but no, I, I like I like them here. It makes a lot of sense. It's just a more talented roster. We were all, I mean, Mike's the one that's been on the Buccaneers thing and like you know enlightening us for the last seven weeks, um, about their possibilities. But I and I picked the Bucks last week. I that's that's where I got my four and two, um. But I just don't see it happening, man. That that Lions team is loaded. Laporta looked good, played pretty well in that game for a guy yeah. who was quote unquote injured, and uh, they just came out healthy. So that's a big deal. Health matters right now. It matters more than any other time of the year. And Lions are definitely healthy going into this game, and I think they're they're just primed to win. I'm I'm also going with the Lions. This is uh... oh, I didn't do it. No, 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 no. It it's because I I saw the Buccaneers stumble at the end of the year and they got a lucky team last week against the Eagles. I think the Eagles are just not playing well. We talked discussed this at length. But I mean, only scoring nine points in a game you must win against Carolina Panthers at the end of the year. That's that's too many quite like it's too it's too close. And then losing to the Saints the week before when you could have won your division already, it just there's something off. They they play well sometimes and then they just don't quite play up to it. I think the Lions are more consistent, and consistency wins. Home teams win. Let's do this, Lions. I'm just a fan of the Lions. It's just yeah. it right there. And like credit to the Bucks, like they shouldn't be here, but no, they like, but they got here. But you're, they got lucky with the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, exactly. That and that name draw was the luck draw for them. Yeah, and, any other you know, team in the prize, NFC would have beat them. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And your prize is the. Detroit Lions at home who happen to be on fire and the fans are going to absolutely explode. So <laughs> it, was, it was a good run. It's not your fault. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they, 
the only thing I will say they have going for them is they're playing with house money. Oh yeah, like, 100%. yeah. That's how I that's this, how I felt too. This team shouldn't like, even be here. Like like yeah. it's just it's like a party for yeah, them. Go for and, it and Baker down every time. Gonna, like why not? Like yeah. like that kind of thing. And Baker the Packers Mayfield's are gonna have some of that too. Plan. Yeah, the Packers Do are gonna have some out. of that too. So exactly. Yeah. Alrighty, last one, Mike. We'll say with you, Chiefs at Bills. First time the Chiefs Bills playoff matchup. I don't like either of these teams. I don't like either of these teams. I don't like the way either of these teams are playing. How about that? Um, I feel like if the Dolphins weren't hurt, the Bills aren't here. If the Chiefs were playing anybody else, I don't think they're here. But Bills at home in the cold. Patrick Mahomes on the road. Bills already beat him once. I'm going to go Bills. I'm going to stick with the Bills. I'm going to stick with all home teams. It never happens, but I'm going to stick with all home teams. Ready, Matt? I'm setting it up, boys. Ready? Because I know what's going to happen. If I say a certain thing right now, I know exactly what's going to happen. Ready? Okay. Bills, by the way, hottest team coming in. Six wins in a row. I'm flipping ready to take this game. Uh, They have rushed for over 150 yards. Five out of the last seven games. He's going to pick the Chiefs. The uh, I the only injury they've dealt with was Gabe Davis this last week. Looks like he's going to be a go for this week because he was ruled out at the last second. Um, Chiefs by fourteen. And uh, Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. I uh, we have not seen run on full cylinders uh, for a long time. Taylor Swift will be in the house. Uh, therefore, all those things. Bills are going to win at home. Oh, okay. There we go. So I know exactly what's going to happen. I, I, I don't know if both of them are going to do it, Mike. I, I totally thought you were going to set that up. You'd be like, Chiefs win. No, I know. That's why I did it the way I did it. But I know I know exactly what's about to happen. I don't know if they're well, both going to do it. You know, the last time I thought that the Bills were going to beat the Chiefs, they left 13 seconds on the clock and, hey. and let that one go still. They still let that one go. And it's true. yes, the Bills may have a hot record going into the postseason here. I was not very impressed with how that team was playing despite them winning. I think it was kind of ugly, if I'm being honest. I think Patrick Mahomes is going to have the chip on his shoulder. First, everyone's going to tell him, first first time playing away on the road in the playoffs, and when it matters, I'm going to pick Mahomes and Andy Reid any day of the week. I'm still rolling with the Chiefs. I think it's going to be Chiefs-Ravens. And the AFC Bills are six and zero since uh, it was it was stated that their head coach worships Al Qaeda. <laughs> that is a true statement. They beat and garbage teams, Matt. Well, they said he said that years ago, but <laughs> they beat the Jets and since the Patriots. The news broke. And since the news like, broke, the second time yeah, stick. Sean McDermott worships Allah. Gen Z figured out that he used them as an analogy for successful teamwork. I mean, it, it's one of the analogies of all time. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, you pick. I believe that's a statement your boss makes quite often. <laughs> that exact. Chiefs. I don't know. I, I just think there's no money to be made betting against the Chiefs. And again, I just you know, I'm, there's I'm, plenty of money. Two and a half point. This is a fifty-fifty game. They're only getting the two and a half points because it's. What at money home, are we making from this? What? Oh, I make money. Uh, off this, this stuff. I'm but talking about hypothetical money. It's hard to put you your money, money off anywhere else. Uh, if you get, you're I, making I'm, money off this podcast, not off a podcast. Okay, that's what I thought you were saying. I'm like, you're just no, 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 picking winners and losers. Yeah, oh. no, I'm, I can, I make money off of that. Not a lot, but I make money. 
I am going to go with the Chiefs. I'm 58 and 32. I freaking win money all win this crap all the time. Anyway, I am picking the Chiefs for the same reason Jamison did because because Matt set him up to do it. No. He was no. 100% no. going to pick the Bills. I was never going to pick the Bills. I don't like I the Bills. I to. was never going to pick the Bills. Love it. No. For me, it, it, it it's the same statement I made a few weeks ago where it's until otherwise Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. The exact same thing Jameson said. Until they are dethroned, Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. I said it like four months ago, and they were struggling like crazy. And they're dropping all, the, all their, their mm. the, the wide receivers were dropping all their balls. And I was like, dude. They're still and, dropping but, all their balls. They, they Did still you watch are, the game? They, they're still they here. They should have won by way more. Two of them on Sunday. Nicole Hardman got an earful in the first quarter. Also, you nothing. I don't know. I just brain farted. I straight up just brain farted. I I should have had my hand out. I'll finish finish the sentence for you, Grant. There, there was a moment where the the Bills, whether they admitted or not, were kind of like, "Are we going to let Mason Rudolph into this game?" That, that is, is a, that is a real thing that was happening in that game where that game should never have been close. That game was at home also. And you still have a moment where if Mason Rudolph doesn't throw an end zone interception, that's a game with the Steelers. Okay. Yes. That's all I'm going to say. That's why I'm not going to be impressed with this bills team until I actually see them do it. And that's why I'm not going to lose faith in Andy Reid. Prepare yourselves. Gentlemen, what I would root for. And if the they AFC go, if they play the Ravens, the bills are getting cooked. So the, the theme too, right like the, but what I would be hopeful I for if the Bills, I don't like either of these teams. Yeah, if the I don't Bills, like either of these teams. Bills get into the AFC Championship, play the Ravens. I think that's going to be fireworks. I think like like those teams are just going to be running the ball. That's going to be like defense. Like that's going to be awesome. So like I think that'd be a better game to watch. But I just think again, it's Mahomes and 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 Andy Reid. So until it's until they've been proven otherwise, that's who I'm going with. So and I don't care how cold it is, and they don't either. No, the no, Chiefs play in the cold all the time. That's not a yeah. They literally played in like one of the coldest games of all time last like four days ago. I think it's twenty Who's, degrees and clear. I think is what I just looked up. So it's like, yeah, yeah it, it's that's fine. easy for them compared to what they had to do last week. Can I just make a quick note that on in the AFC they have the four worst. Uh, I mean, the AFC collectively is the worst wide receiver groups. Yes, all four of those teams do in the playoffs. Isn't that's that why they call it West Coast they offense, suck. not East Coast offense. I will take the Packers wide receiver group over the Chiefs. I will take for sure. Bucks? Oh well, you take. I will, that's that's the bottom the one. I take it over the Ravens. Yep, because Zay's the only guy worth anything there right now. Nico Collins is the only one on the Texans really worth it. Oh, well, that's not his fault. Tank Dell is awesome. Okay, no, yeah. no, he's but he's not there. It's not, it's not Zay Flowers' fault that yeah. Mark Andrews like blew up. Well, okay. Um, well, Schultz is still really good though. Yeah. I take. I, I, yeah. I, I think, but I mean, that's the genuinely, like one. they probably have the four worst ones in the in in there. Like, Rasheed right Rice is looking, looking pretty good looking for, the, for the for the Chiefs. That, that, anyway, that's another thing. Rasheed Rice is kind of coming on. Dude, he looked good. He, he was that very team tough to back. tackle. And at this uh, point, for all those backup players from Miami, they, they had a really hard <laughs> time with him. <laughs> at this point, now with with the Chiefs, also like Travis Kelsey, you only need to give us like a couple good games now at this point in the year. Two drops last week. Kelsey had two drops. And like I don't full an- on yeah, hands on the ball drops last week. And I don't anticipate that yep. to kind of continue much hey, like cold Mike weather. Williams. Mike Evans has a bad week. We don't see him having that same kind of week again with the drops. Yep. Um, I don't see the same thing with Kelsey. And then, yeah, again, just one of the coldest games in NFL history. 
Uh, yeah, was it like the helmets? Coldest? Helmets were literally cracking on the. <laughs> like table. they were breaking. One specific yeah. Also, also that means that that game shouldn't have been played. I'm just gonna say it. That game should not have happened. My my theory is disagree. My I, my theory is I think I think the, the Buffalo game players? should happen on Saturday. Play in a blizzard. <laughs> I don't care. My theory is like, hey, if that's going to be the case and you have to move games around all the time, I know it's not going to suck. It's going to suck, you know, for a moment. But just build a dome, dude. Dome, da dome, dome. Put a dome over it. It's like you know yep. when when you know a guy who's just got to shave his head. Like, let it go, man. I know, it, <laughs> I know it hurts, but you got to shave your head and just let it go. Don't that, shave your head, let it go. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so, like, that's the teams like Buffalo. Like, hey, man, I know that that snow, that environment, that's fun. You got to let it go, bro. We have to play some football up here at some point. Um, that's that's my take on it. But it's going to be a good game. Uh, I hope most of these are good games. There's a few that I'm not feeling too good about. But I, I think the matchups being what they are, um, you're always going to have one seeds taking on lower seeds. And, sure, and I think I've always that's the dumb. one. It, it I've is what it is. a dumb playoff thing. But you got to get an advantage. I'm just then saying, then well, you, you're a regular NFL, season yeah, champion. Home, yeah. home field, and we got to get that home field advantage. And it last makes week, sense. last week we talked about how, like, wow, these matchups are like just exactly what we would want them to be, and only one of the games was yeah. good. So hopefully, I look at these and I'm like, I don't like the matchups. Hopefully, the games are better. Prove me wrong. Yeah, yeah. I, I do. I would. I actually agree with you though, Grant. In one sense, I, I wish that they put. Uh, I, 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 I've always wanted even teams here, and for two teams to get the bye, I've always wanted that. Yeah. I, then, I've hated that. I would love the it to be a wild card in the seventh seed. I thought that's dumb, but I would love it to be a, a bracket instead of a reseed. Yeah. So, it, which is essentially what you're doing. You know, the 49ers keep the, the one seed, but then they get to take on whoever's the lowest in the, in the next round. That's how they make the odd number work. But I wish it was just like an even number. I personally think did the bracket. They should get rid of their uh, opponent. I, I <laughs> pick their opponent. I personally, they should go, with, they should go with conferences because I think there's sometimes where it's like, AFC championship, like no, this should be the Super Bowl because these are the two best teams right here. Yeah. Like things like that. I wish they would just it would just be. That's here, happened a few times. Here, yeah, yeah. Here, here are the top 14, 12, whatever teams. Here they yeah. all are in this. Well, bracket. we we felt that way in that Chiefs. Uh, um, the Chiefs Bills one a few a few years ago. No, I'm thinking. Sorry, you're not wrong. Oh my gosh! But there was another one. I blinked as soon as you spoke. That that happens sometimes. You just experienced it. Well, the early 90s, when you had the Cowboys and Giants and Redskins beating the crud out of each other with the 49ers yeah. in the NFC Championship, going, and then they everybody knew they were just going to play the Bills and win. Like, yeah. those those four years, there's like, okay, so the NFC Championship game which was... NFC team, which NFC team is going to, you know... Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. That's it's, the Super it's like, Bowl, and then you get, yeah. There, dude, in the 90s, they had a they, they had a t-shirt from the 49ers-Cowboys, like, playing each other so many years in a row in, the, in that... It yeah. literally was uh, one more to settle the score, and it was it had them one and one, uh, you know, like in those NFC Championship games, which unfortunately the Forty Nineers lost. But never mind. Um, like, it, like they they had that whole thing going on. Like it was such a big deal. But I I agree with you guys. Sometimes we end up with that. I don't think we're there yet. I think uh, no, I, I think, think the good. two best teams in the league are yeah. sitting on opposite ends in terms of conferences. Uh, lots going to get decided this week. We are. Super stoked, as you can tell. We have heavy opinions on what we think may happen. Uh, real excited. We'll be able to hopefully talk about some of the coaching stuff that we talked about today. Those vacancies will start getting filled. Watch your clocks next Monday, Tuesday. If you're wondering, by the way, why Antonio Pierce hasn't been uh, hired yet, they can't do that until next week because they have to uh, conduct interviews in a certain manner. But that will probably be official. Uh, Pierce taking the Raiders job uh, next week. Uh, he is the clear odds-on favorite for that. Um, and we'll be so. back with a I whole bunch so. of other updates and a whole bunch of stuff 
uh, for you guys next week. All our I have, reactions. I have a final stat. Oh of the my week. gosh! Uh, give me one second. Uh, all of our reactions, all that stuff uh, coming up as we approach next week. I freaking hate you because it's going to be about the 49ers. Just go ahead and say it, you jerk. No team has lost to Kirk Cousins and played in the Super Bowl in the same year. We all heard that one. That one came out in the middle of the season. I hate you. Yes. Well, that confirmed, guys. That is our making it. Christmas has come really early this year. I, you know what? Your team sucks, and they're not even part of the discussion. And I don't we did an care. entire episode last well intro of the episode last week about it. Don't care. The Rams Steelers lost. Cowboys lost. This is the next best thing this week. Forget you. Uh, I'm taking my microphone and going home. This is Sportsify. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back. See next you next week. week.